Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu. I'm your host for this evening. Uh, we uh, have another another distinguished panel of guests, and thank you guys for joining us on a, on a very special edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Not only because it's Taco Tuesday. It is, it is Taco Tuesday, a special Taco Tuesday edition of the Cantina and Mekis podcast. And we have a special guest with us tonight, and uh, we'll be introducing him shortly. But uh do want to jump right in with our just our usual panel of guests out in uh, Escondido, California. We're with us, I have no idea what's going on, but it sounds very interesting. But we'll find out. We'll get that information here in a second. But uh, we do have with us out in Escondido, Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you? Good evening. I'm doing excellent, John. Good evening, guys. Happy to be here. And uh, what are we? Uh, what are we enjoying tonight, Daniel? I'm still basking on their under twenty glory of, of, of my Santos. So they have that, what? That's what's up right now. How many of those guys that that, that are out of the starting eleven are Santos? Three, three are starters. Three. So out of them, yeah, was it like five that they sent? Three of them are, are, are starters. Wow. Oh my God! I hope Joel is okay. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I'm back. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were. I thought he had a were, break in. Yeah, I mean, if I were Keith Jackson, I would be describing you as uh, rumbling, stumbling. It just sounded it sounded chaotic. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that was. Maybe my neighbors. It just sounded. Yeah, like, I, I thought you were getting a beat down or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> It was uh, it was definitely interesting. That is uh, Joel Aceves, who joins us from South Los Angeles. The uh, I wish I could say that we were piping in some of those sound effects, but no, that is just Joel living in South LA. So Joel, good evening. How are you? Another another big weekend for Joel. I, I can't really. I, I feel I feel bad, Joel, that I didn't just. Feel like you deserve the full, the full Vicente there for the for the big win over the over the weekend. I do, I do. I mean, I almost feel however you deserve us. So. <laughs> no, it, you know what, John? I missed I missed most of the game, and then I managed to catch the last twenty minutes on Facebook. So I'm, I'm glad for that because, you know, Chivas games are on Saturday and, and it's difficult for me to see them. So, do you have a DVR, Joel? Um, yes, I do, sir. Do you not DVR the Chivas games and you watch them on your own time? No, that's, you know, I already know the score, so then it's like spoiler alert. Well, I mean, that, that's true, but, say, but, but, but but I mean, don't you want to just watch it to see how 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 your boys did? If it's an important. Not not to say Classico Nacional is not important, but can I can I ask you a question, Joel, a personal question? Yes. Okay, out of out of well, we'll say we'll say two weeks. We'll we'll give you we'll give you a two week period. How many times do you go on YouTube and look at Chivas highlights from from days gone by? Yeah, almost none. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Those those are embedded in me, John. 
That uh, that surprises me. <laughs> I figured you'd do it like, you know, maybe once or twice. No, no. Who are no, in second? Your your boys are in second place. They're uh, they're in good position. They beat a team that should have beat. You must be. Uh, are you cautiously optimistic, or are you still? Uh... No, John. I had, uh, you know, I, at the start of the of the season, I, I have uh, I picked Chivas to take it all. I said the comet. They're catching the ten year comet. So they're just they're just meeting your expectations at this point. I, I think the timing's right. I mean, you look at how the other teams are doing, and it's just, you know. It, it was just, it's pretty much, uh, it, it improves their odds. You know, I do find it interesting that we do have a resident uh, Americanista who hasn't made an appearance, and I'm not sure if he will. Hopefully he will. I'm sure he will. But Yeah, he's, he's been MIA yeah. since this team, uh, pretty much since the start of the season. Well, we, we expected them to struggle, um, but it, it seems like when you when you play your rival... <clears throat> You know, I mean, I at least want to put up a fight. Yeah, was it like zero shots on goal? Yeah, I mean that was like 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 Chepo during the during the last hex. Bad. Hey, I mean, it was. You know what, John? I'm trying to be excited, but two classicos in two weeks, and it just didn't do it for me, man. And then America got a, has got another one next week, which is a, one of the reasons why we brought on our special guest. That you is might correct. know him from his, uh, from his Twitter handle at Soccer Mexicana. Lives in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. We're very happy to have him. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Markwitz. Marquitos, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to stumble into this cantina here and uh, talk some, talk some uh, Mexican soccer here. So that's good stuff. Well, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Jason is a, uh, is a passionate Cruz Azul fan, which uh, – <laughs> You know, I'm sure a lot of uh, folks maybe don't know the real the reason why as to why 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 Cruz Azul picked you, Jesse. I don't think you picked Cruz Azul. I think they picked you. Oh, that's absolutely why, correct. Why did Cruz Azul pick you? Uh, I, I mean, I could go I could go real deep on that one. Uh, there's a lot of psychological issues at work, I think. But uh, well, well, well. Besides, just like the the like, what was the initial? What the, was the initial? The actual plan? logistics of it. Yeah. Um, well, I was um, I moved to Mexico City. And when I moved to Mexico City, this was 2011. What neighborhood did you live in? I lived in Polanco. Okay. And uh, my wife was working for the government. So we're there as diplomats. And um, I needed to find a team because I was, you know, vaguely familiar with Mexican soccer, but I didn't really know much about it when I moved there. Um so I set out to find a team. So re- quickly realized I had three options um, and immediately uh, eliminated one of them, being America. It was just not an option. Just uh, Someone compared them to uh, Manchester United early on for me, and that was a deal breaker. And everything I knew about the team, I just realized that was not the team for me. Um, so it came down to Pumas or Cruz Azul. Um, and uh, Cruz Azul was a lot easier to get to on the Metro. And, um, um, but it really came down to, I just knew a couple people that were Cruise of Souls season ticket holders and I kind of latched on with them and just became one myself. And it became a, you know, 
first season, just this is fun to go to the games. And then I quickly realized, like, oh, I, I, like, kind of like fate met up with me in this team because this team is just the, the team I support in all, um, in all leagues and all sports. This is just my team. This is perfect. And I uh, grew to love them over time. And uh, they've hurt me many times for it, but I continue to do so. The, uh, now, living in Polanco in Mexico City is, 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 is almost – it's almost the perfect neighborhood, especially for for uh, for for someone who likes soccer because if it, it's like the furthest north the metro goes practically in Mexico City. Yeah, and, straight, straight shot too. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. There's like four – three, four metro stops. Were Real you cool. the tallest man in the metro? <laughs> is that not a freaky feeling? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Is that not just totally bizarre when you're standing in there and you're and, and you know you're like man there I'm like a good four inches taller than the tallest person. I mean usually it wasn't the like tall thing it was like pushing around a baby stroller like in the middle of the day kind of feeling that usually felt made me like stick out in Mexico City more so than the height. The uh, the other nice thing about Cruz Azul is that they really have uh, you know for someone who lives in Mexico the perfect the perfect home home schedule. Uh, Game time, five o'clock on a Saturday. You know the weekend hasn't really started yet. You know you don't blow the whole night, and, right. and then you have all day, all day Sunday. It's just, it's just, it really is. It's a, uh, I, I, I can, I can certainly see the attraction. Other now, than, other than rainy season, like when it's just you go and like that's when the well, that's four starts at five every night in Mexico City. So is that not the just the, the, the coolest thing about summer Mexico City is that at five o'clock it's going to rain? Yeah, I mean this nothing but consistent. I mean, you have that, um, but yeah, unfortunate for those games. But you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was the perfect time, and just I, I love going to those games. I certainly miss it a lot now that I'm back in the states. It's uh, it's it's now. Honestly, did you uh, when you were living down there and you got started going to Cruz Azul games and you saw that that one condo there where you could you know watch the game from your terrace? Did you uh, did you at least entertain the idea of having that conversation with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> the thought crossed my mind for sure, for sure. Yeah. I know how that would have went, but uh, yeah, that thought crossed my mind. So now that they have your the, the the grappling hooks in you, at what at what point then did you start learning about about their history and and you know who their you know their great players are and so I mean while I was there, I mean I just you know I I kind of we moved to Mexico City on about a uh, about a three week notice, um, and I had like zero Spanish when I moved there. And um, so when I moved there, I mean, I was trying to learn about Cruz Azul, but trying to learn about the league in general. And it was difficult because there wasn't a lot of English content out there. Um, so it, it was a slow process. And, like, pretty pr- right away I was just curious about this team and curious about the league. So I started diving in and reading what I can in my sad Spanish. Um, but, you know, and that's when I decided to start writing about Mexican soccer because I just saw, like, okay, there's not a ton about this in English. And through that, writing about it little by little, just learning more and more. I mean, it just kind of started happening naturally after that first season. And uh, and then the, the heartache <laughs> followed. Now that's not that that's not normal for Cruz Azul, though. I mean, that's I mean that's something that just happened recently. But it's just you know one thing that I've always liked about Cruz Azul, and and this I'm like, I go back some is that they have been consistently. Just, just will have always been one of the top teams in the league, and just are, 
you know, they're always in the playoff. They always in the playoff hunt. Uh, obviously, you know, they made, they've made a lot of finals recently. I mean, that's, that's no, that's not a small feat. They, they've always been a great team and they've, you know, they have some of the, the most iconic players in Liga and Mankey's history played for them. So, I mean, they are, they are as, as big a team as you can get in the Americas. There's no question. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we're, what we're seeing with Cruz Azul right now is an anomaly. I mean, most of the time they've been one of those teams that's right there. You know, one of, one of the best teams in the league, one of the teams you expect to at least go into the playoffs before disappointing, but you know, one of those teams that was going to be there. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rough spell right now. And I mean, this like for right now, like this isn't really the heartbreaking part. It's just kind of the, it's, it's disappointing and depressing, but like the heartbreak comes when, uh, you know, you have those expectations of something great and it's taken away. Like it's happened so many times with this team. Yes, that is uh, uh, something that we'll, you know, we'll, we'll try and avoid talking about uh, throughout the course of the night. But <laughs> uh, I don't want to start crying. So, no. Well, you know, we will, uh, but we will, we will dig into it a little bit. I mean, you know, I feel like sometimes uh, Joel, when when he's able to just unload some of his, some of his uh, the, the 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 Chivas guilt that he has, that I feel it's it's like peeling a layer of an onion, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just go gentle. And Joel, you know, it's a very cathartic experience for Joel. You know, he has to go sit in the recovery room after the podcast for a few John, minutes. That, to... That's Mexican football, though. I think we're, where our culture is very negative. You know, I, I don't know any other national team that has so many. Um... Can I tell you, Joel? Yes. That, that when, when Mexico <laughs> lost to Holland, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. The, the minute the game was over, my sister called me and I answered the phone and we didn't say anything to each other for about three minutes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was, uh, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was one of, it was, it was one of my saddest moments in the, in the world of, 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 of watching games. It was rough. It was tough. I did think you have a sad moment recently with the three zero plus. I heard you oh. turn. No, dude, nothing, nothing is worse than, than losing, you know, for, 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 for a, a soccer fan who has a, just a gigantic vested interest in a World Cup team. Nothing is worse than watching your team. And, you know, regardless of how it happens, but when you're out, man, it just sucks. But to be out the way that they were, that they, they did, it was just, <clears throat> Mine was still Japaria. Oh, Ron Kane. Uh, what's up, guys? Same yeah. here, Ron. <laughs> Ronnie the Luna joins us. How are you doing, guys? I'm a little under the weather right now, man. Oh man, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Ronnie. I would say, uh, I would say, uh, grab your 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 favorite. Maybe we should have a a nice cup of tea. Maybe that'll make you feel a little better, Ronnie. I don't know, man. Playing with my with my brother's uh, kids, man. They tend to get me sick, man. Did you know Hot what? Toddy. Hot What's that? You, you should you should uh, fix yourself a hot toddy right now. Ronnie doesn't yeah. drink though, so he has to he has to have like a really potent tea. Yeah, just uh, chamomile with ginger. I thought I thought he drank uh, pulque like religiously. No, he only no. drinks he drinks agua ardiente. That's all. That's the only. Ronnie, yeah. you had a you had a you had a so you're under the weather now. Is it really because your kids or your 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 little nieces and nephews are nephew. sick, or is it because? Things got a little rough Saturday night at the end of the game with, uh, with. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I was kind of just, uh, 
I hate to say this, but I think I'm tur- I'm, I'm, I'm turning into holy. Where, oh. like, where <laughs> are you, you going to become a, are you gonna become a self-loathing America fan? It's like holy reminds me of the character from Major League uh, Randy Quaid, Major League Two, where he's just constantly just berating his team. You know, that's uh, that's. I'm like, I think I'm tur- turning into that guy. Nobody watched Major League Two, man. Yeah, that's uh, might as well talk about Caddyshack too if you're going to bring up <laughs> That's a great movie, though. Man. That's a great movie. <laughs> How many holes did you stab into your wall? Uh, Chickies, is that you? Did you join us? How was your shower, Chickies? Chickies sets up the show, our technical director, and then goes yeah. and I guess he feels so dirty for for being responsible for putting this on the air that that then he goes and takes a shower. And then comes yeah. back. Chiquis is our Scotty, like yeah. like from Boogie Nights. So He's Albert Campa. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he is, dude. Scotty. He's holding the. He's holding that is the hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Albert Campa, how are you, dude? How you doing, good? I was just mentioning how I was asking uh, Ron how many holes he stabbed into his wall after the America lost. No. It, it, it wasn't this time. It wasn't this time. Uh, that usually tends to happen when I play, when they play against the Luka for some reason. Because I got a lot of cousins, man, that are you know Chody Settles. Oh, so they get they 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 uh, they let you know that that the team has the teams played over the weekend. Well, it, it's like I think what bothers me about the Luka is the same as Pachuca is like Secret. Exactly, but yeah, they don't they don't get that, they don't get that same pressure. Like if they fail, eh, you know. And, uh, I mean, right now, yeah, they're in a little slump now. I'll admit that America's in a little bit of a slump right now, but come on. Uh, crisis? I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, do you think uh, things are going to be over with La Volpe at the end of the year, regardless of what happens? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I, his I, contract I, is up, so <clears throat> remember that. I don't, I, don't, I don't see anybody in the market right now. Joel, who, who, who does America want to bring in, Joel? El Bombero. Well, I mean, after that. Oh, oh, not to rescue them? Uh, no, Gallardo. Yeah. El Muñeco Gallardo from River Plate. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, I mean, it, 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 it I, could I think, work, or it could be when they brought the Pelado Diaz in. I, I, I think that Pelai, look, if it, if it was uh, Romano, yeah. If Pelais, Pelais is more football-orientated. So uh, I, I see... I think Belize knows that this is not really La Volpe's team, and I think he'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and he'll allow uh, La Volpe to build the team. Well, the one you thing say, that La Volpe you has sound done, like a La Volpe apologist, Ronnie. You know, they asked they asked I, La Volpe I, I, after the game about about what happened, and of course, you know, he answered the only way he could is that you know he always. Uh, si yo siempre digo que el fútbol algunas veces, en mi punto de vista, es como un ajedrez. I mean, does he ever I, say I, anything else? I've said it. You know, I'll say it once, and I'll say it again. I think you know. Uh, I think you're going to miss the La Volpes, the Mesas, the La Puentes when their time is over. Oh, there's no question. Now, now, yeah, do so you think that he should have been uh, he should have been uh, red carded for 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 his the foul that he committed? I mean, he got all ball. All ball. So. You know what? I wish he would have had that that facial expression of like in the movie Kingpin when you know Ernie McCracken was asked you know about the paternity suit, and he's like he responded all nonchalantly. It's a, it's a no case. Okay, I pulled that way too early. You know, it's one of those. You know, right? The, the game was the game didn't even stop him. I recall. I mean, it was already out of out of play. So, you know, technically, yeah, you could card him for that because he's not supposed to be on the field. But you know, well, but I mean, you know, to me, I mean, it was a clean tackle. It was. 
I mean, he, even when when the ref blew the whistle, did you see his initial reaction? Yeah, he, yeah. he went to the ball. And, hey, man, I got all, but he literally looked at the ball and 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 raised and the his Chivas player hey, man, took a dive. It was all ball. The Chivas player took a dive. Also, <laughs> he just dumped himself on the ground. I was like, come on, he can't be. He can't let level Binaki down like that. So. But uh, but the zero shot the, the zero shots on goal, Ronnie, had to be a little uh, a little disquieting for you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, right now, America. I hate to say, it, but they're also a hospital man. They have a lot of key players or a lot of players that are hurt, you know. Um, so like who? Well, uh, uh, Ilar's still not back. Uh, you know, in fact, they had a what was it? The, who's the dude that does all the cartoons? Um. Uh, he used to do Momento Kimpo, I forget his name. Uh, Terrazas, I think. He had a he had a he had a pretty cool cartoon couple you know, before the you know, the the classical about oh, you know, the players that uh, America, you know, are either, you know, riding an injury or just not playing to their full self. But I, so, I, I so think, he was he was setting the table for No, 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 no but Dan, I, I, you you have the list. What number is injuries on the on the list of excuses as to why America lost? Oh, I, I, they didn't play well at all. They, they didn't. They didn't play well at all. Well, that's, uh, that has to be a little uh, uh, frustrating. Now they have a, they have another Clásico coming up against uh, against Cruz Azul, and that's going to be at the Azteca. So that's uh, that's. Uh, I hate to say, you know, I hate to. I know Jason's on here, but Cruz Azul can be like a, a Gordi Wapa right now, dude. <laughs> well, but you know, but you know what, Cruz Azul could say that about America too. Say <laughs> <laughs> about Chivas, though, man. You said that about Chivas last last week. Nah. Well, yeah, you didn't, didn't. I think I think I think what Ron is the point that Ron is trying to make the right now is that right now for for America, you know, the anybody looks looks good right now at this point. You know, they got to get a win somewhere. So. Yeah, it's like that saying in tiempos de guerra. Okay. But you missed the real reason why they lost. And I said that last week. Uh, the reason why they lost was because they got rid of all their players and then bringing them back to to help. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, because Lavolta is is prone to failures as his history. You know, my my thing is this: you don't get rid you, you don't get rid of key players, especially in the December break. That to me was stupid. Getting rid of you know, uh, getting rid of uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Munoz. Getting rid of. Uh, Right, and then and then expect of, everybody of, to play of, the of same Buesa. with a week's Expe- worth of practice. Exactly. That to me, that was just a bonehead move. And and honestly, I if it was if I was a betting man, I'd bet that on Romano. Pepe you know? Romano, yeah, that that's that's causing a like break in the between him and well, Pelaez. If if that means that Pelaez can go go back and go back to the national team, then so be it. Do you think he would go there though, uh, John? I think no. that he would if. The, I mean, it, I guess this is a topic that we can bring. In. It seems like that the influence that uh, that his boss has had over that particular team appears to be maybe possibly waning. Uh, so I might, might not be I, a bad I, time I, for him to do it. I don't think Belice is going to be in the, in the in the national team. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be uh, uh, for some time. I think it's the, the Grupo Pachuca, Grupo Carso, that are going to be running the national team after yeah, 2018. They, they, they've been pushing and, hard. And, uh, and, 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 and you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. I guarantee you that Diego Alonso is going to be the coach. 
No, that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me so much. You know, because I mean, knowing knowing the way you know Martinez and them work, I mean Alonso's already got a, a title and stuff, and obviously they're going to push their people. Now Diego Alonso was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he a central when Hugo was coach at, at I, I believe you're right. Yeah, I believe you're right. So uh, that, uh, frankly, that wouldn't bother me that much. But uh, yeah, so I, well, I guess my point was that if it's if Belias has you know is on the outs with uh, with America, then you know he would have no reason if if if, if there's a group that has more influence over FMF for him to uh, you know to take a gig there. I, I, I think I think you know. I think he should go to Nakaxa is where he should go. He should he should bring back he should bring back Nakaxa. You know, um, I think what you're going to see is similar to what you saw back in the early '90s when you had the uh, the TV wars. You know, between uh, you know when Azteca became private, right, a co- company, and uh, and then you know you know you know Televisa basically said, all right, well you're not going to play in the Azteca Stadium, you know, so they started playing games at the Azulgrana, and uh, you know they brought in their coaches. Uh, Menotti and stuff like that, the, the guys from uh, TV Azteca and them. And uh, obviously, you know, it, it, what, what happened back then was just a war of attrition. And uh, eventually, uh, eventually, Televisa, uh, you know, obviously with the resources that they had, they were able to win out and things, you know, calm down after that. Um, now, this is going to be a different fight, you know, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, the, the internal struggles that you're going to see with, between the, Televisa, Grupo Carso, Grupo Televisa. At this point, I don't even think that uh, Grupo, uh, Grupo, what's his name, uh, Salinas Diego. I I think he's going to be like the he's going to be like the fluffer of the group. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I think. It's going to get interesting, dude. It's going to get really interesting. Well, Slim, Slim, you cut Slim there. No, that's that's Grupo Carso. You know, I I guess the you know the first real bellwether to to determine who you know which way the the thing is leaning is. is after the World Cup when they announce the TV rights for the uh, for the national team, and then see yeah. who gets them. Yeah. Oof. And we'll see how that uh, how that works out. But we do have a Classico Holman, gentlemen, and it's uh, it's a, I guess we could say it's a must win for John. For, John, we need we need to stop calling it that, though, man. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's what, <laughs> going on forty years. So just call it a Classico. Forty years, man. It will make it city Classico Capitalino. I'll, I'll say this, and, and, and the stats back me up. You know, like America and, and, and Chivas, America and Cruz Azul, they've played in more important games against each other than America Chivas or America. I, I, was, I, I agree. Was saying, I was saying that wrong, and I caught a lot of. A lot no, of it's, the, it's the truth. Those two, those two teams are the, are, are, are the teams that have that have played the, the most yeah. in the Yeah, more important go, matches. Well, anyway, exactly. we, we we talked about that earlier about just you know the 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 the, the history of Cruz Azul as a team that for. You know, going on since the '60s, have just been consistently very good, and like, and yeah, so it, it makes. And America has been the same way. I mean, that they, they really have been. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to keep down the bile, but they have been the most consistent teams in in, in the league for 50 years, well, at least since in the, in the Liga era. There's no pro- question. I forget. I forgot which season it was, um, but it was during the Pelais era. But prior to that. Uh, uh, Cruz Azul had actually been in, had actually played in more years in America since the 1970s. That so, that, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. So I mean, obviously, with the slump that you know that Cruz Azul was in, and 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 obviously the success that America has seen in the past you know, you know five five years or so. When when I was a kid, uh, I hate I hated Cruz Azul more than I hated America. 
because uh, they because they they won all the freaking time and it was they yeah it used to drive me crazy and they used to beat my Pumas in the finals it was like there was the one team we couldn't beat when I was a kid it was like Ugh. my mine mine was I said exactly that was a good one exactly. So, for me, um, so, 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 Jason, that's like, it's like, I, I, I wish that you, you know, hopefully one day you'll get the, you'll get a taste of that. Cause I mean, they really were just, they were a, just a very special team. Right? La máquina. Oof. I don't know. For me, like, it's still the lesser of the three classicos we just talked about. Um, because, um, at least from my experience in Mexico City, it was always like, I mean, obviously the Classico Nacional was always the biggest, um, but, I don't know that 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 America Pumas uh, rivalry just on those on those match days in Mexico City it was I mean it's like it took over the whole city I mean just everyone sporting one one shirt or the other um, it wasn't like that with Cruz Azul I mean there were always big 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 matchups and like you guys said I mean like there's been so many big ones um, and playing in all those important um, matches over the years but uh, I think just like just the the hatred and just like the absolute um, must-win situation between um, Pumas and uh, America just seems a lot more. Um, I don't know, just you know, it always seemed like a bigger occasion. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I've always thought that America Cruz Azul is like is like when the Dodgers play the Yankees in the World Series. Hmm. Uh, that's just, but then I mean that's just my my personal opinion as far as. As far as uh, you know, what I would consider the two, you know, historically best teams, at least in my lifetime. But yeah, and maybe it's just really about like the the fan bases and like um, maybe even like the supporters groups in 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 Mexico City and like the I don't know, just like the, those always seem like the biggest occasions. The the, the um, America Pumas. Uh, no, I, I do have a very important question to ask you. I know that did you go? I'm sure you went inside the the Cruz Azul fan shop. When you were there, yes, like the official one. Yeah. Do they still have uh, uh, the Miguel Marin goalie shirt for sale? I have no idea. I don't remember that because so. he he wore a very uh, a very Ron was it white with uh, with blue stripes like horizontal. It, sometimes the pictures the that I've seen, sometimes it was it was white, blue, and a little bit of red. Right. And a little bit of red, so I mean, it, it's he he wore a couple different ones to be honest, because I've okay. seen lots of pictures of it. So it, it wasn't just one, one you know, one uh, jersey, you know, rugby jersey that he wore. You know, he wore he wore a couple of them. Well, I would hope that he, uh, you know, and if you get to be a really good goalie, they should at least you know let the guy give him the option. Hey, man, you can wear this for the season if you want. You know, it'd be a really cool way to honor him because. Uh, I, I would have to say, and I've been watching the league for a long time, and Ronnie, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see him, but he was easily the best goalkeeper that ever played in this league. Miguel Marin. I think that if you think of like the top five foreign players in the league, I make Miguel Marin is definitely considered one of them. Yeah. He was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Except for his, except for his one awful, awful, awful autogol. Poor guy. You ever seen that, Jason? You ever, uh, no. no? Should Google Miguel Marin autogol. Yeah, and that is a, that, that is an infamous one. <laughs> it's uh, he uh, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll just let you watch it. 
Now, one, the, you know, one of the things with Cruz Azul, though, man, uh, I used to, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, quote Miguel Sabaque, que da miedo, you know, that they, that they, <laughs> but one of the things that, you know, that, that would concern me with, you know, uh, Cruz Azul, and this was especially true in the, in the, in the late nineties and, and, and early two thousands is like, I mean, these guys were getting stacked players. I mean, they would get national team players from not just, you know, yeah, but they always had national team players. I mean, if you, if you look at the makeup of, of of the World Cup from you know the nineteen seventies, sixties even through like like you said the early nineties, man, the 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 team was it was America, Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Chivas, and yeah, yeah, occasionally they, some other teams. They, but but they would actually get you know players from like Argentina. You know, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, you so know, did I. You know, so so I mean, we're not talking about and no disrespect to the other you know South American teams, but I mean. Uh, I mean, off the top of my, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, the ones like players that played for America that were, you know, uh, you know, playing for those type of the national teams of that caliber was, uh, uh, for example, it was uh, Celada. Right. Although he didn't, play, he didn't play in, uh, in the, in the World Cup in '86. Um, uh, who was it? The Goico, who was the Goico chair? Well, they had the, the, the Paraguay. Yeah, Goico Chan. Yeah, Julio Cesar, somebody. I can't remember. Yeah, what he's he's the one that that received the uh, five goals against Colombia in the in the qualifiers. But uh, um, no, no, I'm sorry, no, no, it wasn't him. It was I forget his name. No, was it Daddy Pumpido? Uh, anyhow, oh, well, Daddy uh, Pumpido was an Argentine goalie. Yeah, yeah, Argentine yeah. goalie. Um, but they, I mean, like, like when they had what's the name, Chelito Delgado, and they had also the other Delgado, and they had that other Luciano. guy, uh, Luciano, Luciano Figueroa. Figueroa. Yeah, I mean, they were both. Yeah. They were both uh, in the national team with Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, they, they, I mean, that that team that team was stacked, man. Like every hey, I position. Think, I think that's the only time my uh, Argentine national team players have been in, uh, you know, in Mexico. Chelito I mean, can... wasn't. He wasn't a starter for Argentina at that time. I remember he watching him. He, he was. He was. I mean, he, 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 remember, they were they were coming up through the sub the the U, U under twenty three, and they were starting to become you know playing for the the, the full national team. Well, he, he played them. He played them at the Copa America. Right. I mean, they weren't consolidated, yeah. but they were basically prospects. You know, prospects like you know yeah. they they they, uh, they took chances. It was a low risk for them, and then and 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 and, and they hit it big. I mean, America's philosophy back then was to get guys. You know, squeeze a you know a couple of years out of some out out of some names. Yeah, I mean, when, I mean when not I necessarily think retirement that, league, but you know, like the guy's last contract, basically his last chance to make big money. You know, one of the last, you know, one of like you know, for example, uh, a team like from you know when they had uh, the dude uh, the, uh, Jose something Dirsul or Dirsal Brazilian who played in the 78, 78 World Cup. No, right, 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 in, right. yeah, the, no, in seventy eight, in seventy eight and eighty two. But he was the one that magically said, you know, uh, that phrase that's they're now very famous in, in Mexico about, you know, I give my teammates uh, uh, balls and they give me a watermelons, you know, referring to the to, to the poor quality of the league. I think that was just a dick. That was just a dick, though, man. You don't say that. I, th- I, th- I thought he's, uh, you know, balones y sandías. Okay, a uh, question for y'all. So I'm just I'm watching the Pachuca Saprisa game. Yeah, and Pachuca had a breakaway, and and the Saprisa guy like grabs, it was a tricky actually. He grabs him both hands, pulls him down. Obviously, professional. I mean, should that not be a straight red? I mean, not, not necessarily the, for the severity of the foul, but like, you know, stopping a breakaway. If he's through on goal, yes. Yeah, it should be. 
Well, they had two defenders behind him, so he wasn't the last. Well, either way, I mean, it was it was. I mean, so, so Santos. So there has, if it was if there was if he was the last defender, then it's an automatic straight red. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a yellow. Okay, just yeah. checking. All right. But did you see the play before where uh, Chucky like he had a wide, almost a wide open opportunity to goal, and he just did he duff it, tapped to the goal right to the goalie, uh, pretty much. He did a Luis Hernandez. Yeah, that was pretty disgraceful. Oof. Oof. Was that? Uh, Hey, but I had a question for uh, sort of a question for Jason. Going back to the the fans and just the hate between rivalries, I, I told you guys before about uh, when I went to Azteca to watch the Mexico Canada game, and the uh, the guys behind me were just like rambunctious Pumas fans, and they were they were pretty much yelling and cussing at all the at Layun and all the Americanistas that were on the Mexican national team. That was their whole purpose in life as fans back there. So, Jason, when uh, are you saying Cruz Azul doesn't have that type of fan that'll just like hate? On any player that's not, you know, that's on their rival. Well, I think everyone has those fans, but I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I've never like, you know, I've been to like a lot of different uh, stadiums around in Mexico, and um, just about every single one of them, I'd be okay with being an away supporter and and wearing my like away shirt into that stadium. I would never dare do that. Walk into the Seu with an away shirt on. Uh, that wouldn't go well, unless, um, unless if you were with a group of. I, I wouldn't do it, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've seen some stuff there. Uh, like it, it gets like I don't know. I, that bunch, like <laughs> it's 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 a rough, it can be a rough crowd. Uh, those Pumas fans. Uh, um, I don't know. I like yeah. Um, I, I would say like those are some of the the, the toughest in Mexico, at least from my experience. And uh, uh, I would I wouldn't mess I wouldn't mess around at that stadium. But you're okay to go to Aguascalientes and wear your, wear your Cruz Azul shirt. Uh, how many, how many stadiums? How many stadiums did you go see Cruz Azul play? Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> most of just all Mexico City and the ones around Mexico City. So like Toluca and Pachuca, Puebla, um, Atlante. Did uh, did you become a, a Cruz Agrupi and 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 then follow the team around? Did you did you? Uh... Uh, nothing crazy. <laughs> nothing crazy. Uh, just you know, the occasional, the occasional one I go to. It's, it's cr- pretty crazy because um, I go to Toluca all the time, whether Cruz Azul is playing or not, just because of you know just being on a Sunday and not conflicting with with the other games. And I could actually get to the stadium in about an hour from my apartment, um, which is probably about the is about the same time I would get to like Estadio Azteca from my apartment. Did you ever go to you live in Polanco, right? Did you ever go to Taqueria La Selena that was behind the Camino the uh, Camino Real? Uh, I think I have. I think I have. That's that sounds like a place. Yeah, yeah. Surely, that, surely you went to one of the many Tisoncitos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of consumption going on, but yeah. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. Um, as far as the different stadiums, like, I don't know. I, I think, like, uh, Pumas, the Puma Stadium is really unique in that way. And, uh, like, it, it kind of is, uh, I don't know. Because I, um, I, I think the atmosphere in a lot of stadiums is very, for the average league matches, is, is pretty tame. Um, we didn't see that this past weekend, obviously. But um, at Pumas it is to be tamer. Can you Can you believe that? It's hard, that, that. it's hard to believe that. It's hard to believe that because be. it's it's pretty tame right now. 
Oh man, I got, I got to see um this is like early 90s. Uh and I, I remember uh you know you would see a lot of families and and you would see people of like it would be like friends wearing the rival the rival jersey sitting next to each other and you yeah Nakaksa had like this really old dude man uh I forgot his name he would wear a top hat but he he and going back then they would they would at the stadium they would use the matracas you guys remember oh yeah you <laughs> matracas which I don't even know how to explain it uh it's a I'm, soccer rattle they, <laughs> they had rattles and and some of the cheers was like the bim boom ba you know the, the chikitibum type pretty tame cheers uh and then slowly just they started infiltrating this you know South American style barra bravas even though I'll say probably out of all of them probably pumas had at the more like the more noisy one, but pretty much the rest of the league, it just just out of the blue, man, almost like night and day, you started seeing, you started seeing these supporter groups. <laughs> this the very Argentine style. They say that um, started importing them. They would actually bring in, they would bring in players from Argentina, not players, uh, you know, para bravas to to help, fans. yeah, to organize to organize the. So is what is that? Is that the reason why the songs are so similar? <laughs> Pretty much the same, yeah. I mean, we they're probably a year or two behind, but yeah. Joel, I think you need to. <laughs> you, we need to start our campaign to get Chivas fans to to at the very least do the i i i. From the from Guadalajara when they're you know in the like in, if they're winning the game you know in the minuto ochenta or whatever the hell it is they they tried you know they tried because you had all these all these groups calling themselves Barra Bravas and uh, some of the chivas were trying to say uh, we're, we're going to call ourselves ultras you know they <laughs> wanted to separate but they didn't go anywhere. I mean, Joel, seriously, for, 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 for this song to sound good, even, even when this guy. I mean, it just, it boggles the mind. It just, it's, it's not more a part of the, you're, you're too old. The fan experience. You're too old school, I think, John. I think the young kids these days are more into other. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, old school, I mean, it's just, no, but, if it's a traditional but, part of the. Yeah, the city. Yeah, I mean, yeah, geez. That's, that's uh, young kids I are just, reggaeton and that stuff, man. That'd be what? That'd be jamming. Hey, so man. That's all Mexican fans in general, though. For some reason, they just don't take advantage of all the resources they have, all the influence they have to pull songs, you know, the way they do it in England and Argentina, where they take lyrics from songs and stuff. And uh, in Mexico, they could easily do that. They just choose not to. <laughs> well, I think Tigres fans are the closest to doing that. They they copy a lot, but they have some original lyrics. They could- well, you know what? And we, we played one of the songs, man. And, uh, from that group, Tres. Man, it's a tongue Tres. twister. <laughs> Tristes Tigres. There you go. I, I couldn't do it, John. Uh, you have to really, you have to really concentrate. I'm okay, man. Right I, I could say <laughs> San Juan de Parangari Cutrimicoro to the cows come on, but I can't say Tres Tristes Tigres to save my life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's. <laughs> You know that that's a group, and 
and they, they did a song about America, which is pretty funny, man. And uh, they also did, uh, they changed up the lyrics on Cante No Llores. And, it, and I'm saying, and, I, and we were talking about this in one of the podcasts, Mexico fans could easily do that in, in Mexico. Isn't that all England fans do, or just take famous songs and just change and change the lyrics? Yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. But here's here's the thing, though. You, you know this that the the Mexican market. Well, you know, it, is, it has tons has tons of, of, of America of, of, has a song. Yeah, I mean, jeez, <laughs> wouldn't it just no, stir your loins no. to hear the crowd sing that? No, See, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that you know Mexico has no shortage of of, of, of musicians. You know, in in many genres. So it, to me, it boggles the mind that they don't use you know the songs, you know, homemade songs. Like you know, for example, when uh, mm-hmm. back in the two thousand four, uh, uh, before the the, the two thousand four final between Pumas and Chivas, when uh, what's his name uh, Molotov came out with that song, Me Vale eh, Me Vale Vergara, right? Vale. You know, Ron, I'm I'm so shocked, Ron, that you don't think that this was catchy enough for the. For the America fans to pick up and, and 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 sing when their glorious glorious America team is winning, you know what? I, I still I still think that was stupid. But even it's like it's just it's just another date, you know. I believe uh, Cruz Azul is, is is next on the Centenario chart, if I'm not mistaken, or, or, or they're they're very close to it. How exciting! Now you have you have that new coach there, uh, the the Spaniard. Is it is it Hemis? Is, is is that the guy's name? Hemis. That's him. That's him. I mean, surely they're not going to get rid of him. I mean, they're they are going to give him a chance to at least. I, I certainly hope so. I, I hope he's given a chance to really see what can become of this team. I mean, it's a bit of a mess at the moment, but um, yeah, hopefully there's just a little bit of consistency and they. Kind of give it uh, give it a few seasons with them and uh, see if they could really turn it around because um, at least he's a different he's just a different option than what Cruz has had recently. Um, no, so it, it gives a little bit of hope that maybe maybe things can get back on track a little a little bit. Um, but um, I don't know. It looks like the, the team looks very much like the team we saw last season right now. Um, and you know that number necessarily you can't really lay that that feet of Hemis right now. Um, being just with a short season right now, but man, it would be it would be great if uh, they could at least get a win. This would be a good weekend to start with that. Does that do you does... think? Do you do you think? Uh, uh, do you think that uh, Cruz Azul needs to just change their leadership from you know top to bottom? Oh, des- oh, desperately. I mean, but, I, no, I mean, when, I, when I say that, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about. Not just I'll bring in you know recycling names and, and faces and stuff like that. I'm talking a fundamental change as to how how the the, the team is structured because right now the, the way it's structured, it's it's basically an uh, it's a it's a cooperative. It's like almost like a uh, it's not it's not a, it's not a nonprofit. You know, it's like it's like the Packers, but a lot less successful. Exactly. You wonder like how much that lends to like the just the continued lack of a plan and direction that this team. Generally has because here's here's the thing, under you know when when what's the name Billy Pop had it, they were they were a machine. So it's it's so it's it's a double edged sword because if you have the right person, basically you know playing God, and and steering the ship, you could have you know the glory days like like you know like they had them in in the seventies and, and even yeah, and even to in the eighties although that belonged to America, but but when you don't have 
when you don't have the uh, the mechanisms and you don't have the right people in front, it's it seems like it's it, it seems to me that the problem lies within within how how the the, the club is structured. Now I'm not I'm not you know I'm not going to say that they got to go they got to go corporate they got to go sociedad anonima. I'm not saying that that's the end all be all, but you know at this point should they try it? Perhaps, um, but I mean, like, it ultimately comes down to just, as you said, it just comes down to just having the right person in there and whether that is changing the entire structure to get that right person, but changing the entire structure doesn't guarantee you getting the right person to, to lead the overall plan with the team as far as actually setting up an actual youth academy, actually Look, looking at the, the type of players you're bringing in and really assessing what, what your long-term plan is and, and how you're building a team. Like, it all comes down to who that person is who's making those decisions. And however you set it up, um, it's just got to be the right guy. So for me, from, you know, my, my distant view of, of Cruz Azul is this is that I think it's a, it's a classic case of, of too many, too many uh, chiefs, not enough Indians. Because I mean, I mean, I don't know if you recall. This is must this must go back what some seven, ten years, when uh, the the Alvarez brothers were basically going at at odds with each other. In fact, to the point where there were like gunshots at someone's residence. I don't know if you guys recall. <laughs> well, somebody, recall that? somebody had to send a message, Ron. Yeah, well, so and, and then and then there was the Garces, you know, because they they've also they're also in, into the mix. So, I mean, there's there's a couple, there's a couple families. And, and it just for me, it just seems like it's a, it's a it's a classic case of too many chiefs, not enough Indians, you know. So, Ronnie, you say it's, it's like that scene at the end of Amores Perros when uh, when the guy who who had hired was it the like like the brother hired the uh, the old man to kill him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he puts the gun between them both and said, "Y'all figure it out." And they they have the big. Uh, the big struggle is that what Cruz Azul is right now? Is that are the, are the two brothers struggling for the gun to to, to kill one another? Well, I don't want I don't want to paint the picture that it's that drastic because <laughs> <Exactly>. look, <laughs> <laughs> because because you know at the end of the day, you know should should Jason whole, consider changing teams? No, no, no. At okay. the end of the day, you know Cruz Azulian, it's it's getting to to almost to the finish line, and then just failing miserably. So getting to that finish line. It's hard enough. It, it really is, and and to get to and almost getting to that finish line consistently is very very hard. So yeah, something, so something has to something has to give. Something has to give. So I mean, they've had they brought in numerous coaches. They brought in numerous you know uh, players. So at, at one you have to start thinking. Okay, well maybe it's it's the top brass. It's the people making the decisions now. Who who is the right person to make who who. If you could pick, like, I mean, like the Carol Brady, you know, the perfect mom person to, to run Cruz Azul, if you are your ideal, who would uh, who would it be, Jason? Who would be your, your ideal guy? I'd keep away from the stars. Like the, uh, other, the, other, the, than, other than Tomas yeah. Boy, of course. Who obviously, Tomas Boy and Hermosillos, I would keep away from them. <laughs> Living off the past. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know who the, I don't know who the, the, the person to anoint is. Um. I don't know. I would almost like someone who is just, I don't know how you get someone who is ingrained with the team and understands the, like, kind of the mental baggage with the team a bit, but also isn't weighed down by it. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of contradicting myself when I say that, but I want someone who, like, has some understanding of the team and what they're all about and can 
at the same time <laughs> have a plan and a direction. So I don't know. I don't really have a guy. I don't really have a name for you, but I got a name for you. All right. Yeah, I, got, I got a name for you. If, if, uh, if things are happening the way you're saying they're happening, Ron, in, in America, oh. Pelaez would go to Cruz Azul in a heartbeat. Oh, I don't know, man. Wouldn't oh, I... he absolutely would. He absolutely go, go against because I heard that Cruz Azul came close to signing Piojo, and from Televisa they said, you know, if, if not to, not to, because you know they're gonna keep him in mind for the national team or or to bring him back to America. So what would that have to do with with uh, with with Pelaez on the outs? It's sort of like you know, it's like just don't go over there, you know. Yeah, but Pelaez has, has, has no allegiance to America. He might have well, a think, But yeah, but I mean, I think those. You know, what, what, they, what, they, what did you say about Pelaez? He has no what? He has no. I mean, he has allegiance to the company, not to the team. Or to to America? Yeah, no, no. He has he has more allegiance to Televisa than he does America. But that, well, yeah, I mean, true, true. I mean, because I mean, he debuted with America, but also played with uh, Necaxa. Right. I mean, that's where he lives. You know, you said Necaxa. I think that that would be more likely. Uh, stop. You know, they have it would, be, it, would be, it would be the bold move that Cruz Azul needs to get him out of the out of the doldrums. You mean replace? Replace Yayo, the greatest coach in the world. Dude, the guy's name is Yayo. You can't have Yayo running your team. You just can't. <laughs> you know, he has some bad luck because he they brought him back. <laughs> that, that sorry to interrupt, Holy, but that comment yeah. reminds me of the movie when Harry met Sally. <laughs> when uh, when he's talking, when Harry's talking to Sally, and it's like, you know, hey, who, you know, what was the last time you did, you know? And it's like, oh, his name was Ira. He goes, no, no. Naira cannot rock your world. And Naira can do your taxes. And Naira can, you know, you know, send you in a court of law. But you know, Naira can uh, cannot, you know, do that. Oh, man. Anyhow, sorry, sorry. Yeah, but you're that's, right. That's it's, a, it's, it's in the name. Yeah, exactly. It's in the name. It's in the name. I think his timing was off, you know, he they they bring him in to start a project, but when they brought him in they already had started a previous project, which was Thomas Boy and some of these other, you know, players. And then Man, Thomas Boy is, is like my is like my biggest disappointment, man. That is such a it is, it is a tragedy what has happened. <laughs> so you you know, and now he finally gets a chance to to work on his project, but the team has been mismanaged. That they're they're in relegation now. They're, they're going to be in danger. They're going to enter the relegation zone next season. So, so now so Jason, it's like, have you uh, have you pulled out the calculator? Are you? Uh... <laughs> Are you, are you, no, I'm on third in denial on that. No, you, I, I won't. I won't participate in that kind of conversation. So you don't. Uh, you don't. You don't look at the percentages on on Monday. <laughs> I just. I just remember like as, as a journalistic exercise. I just like keep thinking back to when you know always looking at that and Cruz so would just pretty much always be at the top of that of that list for years there. Well, you need to. You need to check again. I'm just gonna yeah. keep pretending that's the case. Move on. <laughs> So I think that's going to affect, you know, that process. No, it's like they were going to try to have a for, – for something, what he's trying to do, you know, it's going to take long. But but then given Cruz Azul's situation, they might not be able. And uh, I think I know who they could bring next season if uh, Chemist doesn't, doesn't end on a good note. 
Your boy? No, not my boy. El <laughs> uh, uh, Rey Midas. Vuse. He's he's gonna be available, man. He is available. I mean, he can he can coach him this season, but next, hey, I would already be talking to him. Well, you know, if that's the case, then uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if there's a bidding war for him. Then for sure, Cruz Azul. I think look, one of the things they've been lacking is a quality striker. They haven't had one for a long time. You that's know, right. they 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 had Bravo, and he, he couldn't score with them. They were he so scored. desperate. They brought in broken Santa Cruz. He's, they had Santa Cruz, and then they had Alemao. Now they got some guy called Cartelucho Quemado, you know? And, 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 can't and, get and it right. Gutierrez can't score in the final, but he scores in the World Cup. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't believe that with Colombia, that that was their starting striker. Really? That's the best y'all can do? No offense to Teofilo, of course. I'm sure if he's he just, just, I mean, obviously he he's stuck around with Cruz Azul. I don't know. Like he, it, he, he really like found form there that season, um, you know. And he let that. He, I, th- I think it was Chaco's shot that he let go in that final, and he yeah, just what, stood there as it hit the post, and it just rolled away. Cruz yeah. Azul is uh, is one of those teams that it just seemed like they always seem to have struck gold with, uh, with 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 some of the guys that they've brought in, and then also. Uh, you know they they paid for Mexican players too. They brought some of those guys in too. So they always seem to. Yeah, they've been lacking that that uh, Hermosillo type character. You know. You know that's. Not... You know we talked about Joel about, about about players. You know getting a number. You know the twenty seven obviously is the is is the number in Cruz Azul. For the. Uh, for the striker, but it seems like la, la, like la venden muy barata. The the they just oh. give it to any schleb that's. that's uh, <laughs> You know, they let you let it work for like, come on. So, I mean, I like the honor, but I mean, it'd be a little bit more, uh, be a little bit pickier when it comes to, you know, who you're going to give it to. Yeah, that dude, uh, I forget his name, man. What's that Argentine guy? He was crying the other day. Um, I keep forgetting his name. He's, I think, number 10. For Cruz Azul? Chaco? Yeah. Chaco, there you go. He's... He's been like their main, their figurehead, but he's just been unlucky, man. That guy really feels for the team, but and as hard as he's trying, as talented as he's been, now he's he's at the end of it now. But yeah. they haven't had, like, when they had Palencia or when they had El Mosillo, they just haven't had a player of that, you know, of that caliber yeah. that carried the team. Oh, it's been an absolute like revolving door at the front for Cruz Soul, and they just haven't. Like you said, they just haven't found the answer. I mean, I mean, last season there was just Caneo Benitez was the only person that could potentially score. And he, I mean, he's for me, he's just like a solo artist up there. I mean, he's head down, kind of doing his own thing all the time. And um, I mean, the Cataruccio just <laughs> the early returns on him are pretty bad. Uh, so it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, just even the season, and they're setting up tons of goal-scoring opportunities, I and mean, the midfield is, is is producing and getting balls in there, and like it looks like they have potential to score, but there's no one that wants to put it away. Do, do they not have the kid that like, it's like a young 18-year-old? And so, I mean, he's really got to be better than what they have. Young players of any kind would be great for this team. Do, do they? I mean, who's the? It seems like all like they. they how many? How many? How many locals suit up for Cruz Azul on a, on a Saturday? Like if, if you think of the starting eleven in your head, 
Who's uh, Mendoza? I'm not sure where he originated from, but I mean, he's he's a regular now at right back, um, and he's not good, uh, but he is, he is playing. Um, is Cata Dominguez is he still a Cruz Azul? He is, uh, and like he seems to have finally just. I mean, Cata has always been a, a quality center back in the league, never national team quality, even though they've that's been forced on him a few times, but just a decent. Liga Mekis center back, and he's really, like, absolutely hit a wall. Because, I mean, like, Crystal's defense, like, the center back pairing right now is, I mean, if we're as bad as that, the, the forward line is right now with not putting anything away, like, that center back pairing is a disaster. I mean, they're just giving up these just cheap goals after cheap goals, and Kata's a big part of that. It's really, it's a shame because. Is it because they haven't played together, or is it because they just suck? Um, it seems like individual errors to me. I mean, uh, Julian so Velasquez is there, and he, he just seems like a disaster. He's on loan from Palermo right now, and I'm perfectly happy if that loan ended today. And he was just you, you, bring, because, you bring up, uh, you know, the youth and stuff like that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, old Cruz Azul player, what's his name, Clay Coyman, American? Right. Uh, I think he's been working with youth for like the past seven years. I think he was working with, what's his name, uh, uh, what is it that uh, Thomas Rong? Uh, what's his name? Rongen. Rongen or something like that. Yeah. And you know, obviously, he captained Cruz Azul, you know, as well. No, is, is Clay Coyman doing that at Cruz Azul, or is he just doing it like? Here? No, he's no, he was. Uh, he, I know he was working. Like I, I remember reading about him, like maybe about three years ago, or something like that. He was, he was working uh, with youth. Uh, I forget with which team, and you know, I remember you know Thomas Rongen and stuff like that. He was working with him as well, you know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe. Whatever they're doing, that. <laughs> so, so he's like anybody, anybody, just try something different. I think it's just bad luck. The the, the team is just cursed. You can bring like Ronnie was talking about bringing up uh like new front office and all that stuff. You can bring in all of that new coaches new players and they've had good players and it's still going to you know turn out bad. Yeah, but I mean at some point I mean the luck but has to yeah, for the amount of like resources they pour into it and like the amount of like varying player acquisitions just so much waste. It's just so like the decision making is so poor. I mean cuz it's they're really just I don't know, just the the collection of South American talent they bring in is just and there's so many that come in where you just there's so little hope when they arrive. <laughs> well, I guess the question is, I mean, are, are they are they actively pursuing these players, or are these players being forced yeah. upon them? Yeah, that's right. That is the question. Well, Dennis has been doing well. You know, previously was doing really good. Uh, Tito Villa used to be really good. So mm-hmm. they've had players that that seemed like you know it's, it's a good team, but it's just. It comes to the end. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, it's well, just you, until recently that Cruz Azul started to slide. I mean, they're like, like Jason said. I mean, this has happened before, and it'll they'll, they'll snap out of it. It's just. But as far as the decision making goes, I yeah. mean, you think about. I'm complaining about the center back pairing, but it could very easily be Nestor Rajo and Jair Perea right now. I mean, these are two players that were with the team and played very well for the team. Um, and the, I mean, that could be the center back pairing, and then the, the, you have like a, a stalwart defense in Liga MX right now. Um, no in comparison to the disaster they have at the moment. So it's all about the the decision-making, letting go of, like, I mean, I don't know. I think it makes sense to sell your players to Chivas at times for, for a good chunk of change. But, I mean, letting go of these players like that it just doesn't make any sense. 
especially with the youth, like I mean, letting go of Nesta Rojo so early, and he was young when they let him go. Did, did it make any sense? Yeah, he's he's done really well, almost to the point where we we thought that we should uh, start a, a a Twitter account for his beard because <laughs> he uh, he really is uh, he really is playing well. Now there was some soccer on the day. Uh, I don't know if anybody got a chance to at least, uh, watch it. I think I caught like maybe three minutes of it. But the uh, Champions League, and it turns out, and I was like, I couldn't believe this. Uh, just you know, when you're at work and you get sucked in, that they scored it was 14 goals scored today. There was there was six and one and eight and another. Uh, wow, that's a lot of goals for 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 any league, but especially, you know, especially the Champions League. Yeah, some crazy games. Did, did you get to watch him, Jace? I watched. Uh, I watched Leverkusen. Yeah, Atletico. Yeah. Um, Leverkusen. It seems like they're they're better suited for for uh, for the Europa League. Not yeah, Europe. they're going to be there shortly. So. Oh, do but, they? Are, are they with if they're eliminated? Are, is, is that where they go? Oh, wait, no, I think we're done with that, right? Yeah, I thought anyway. so too. I thought it was the yeah, third place. But yeah, um, that that didn't go very well for them today, and like. Uh, Although they they uh, snuck a couple goals in there, they um, they were pretty well handled. I think that majority of that match didn't. Uh, and let the go really took it to them, and it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> surprisingly, they could have scored a few more. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Leverkusen. I always thought was you know if they ever did make the second round of the chat, they'd last. They, the round of sixteen is where they would go. They, they just they just yeah. don't. I mean that that, that is yeah. Oof. Uh, I did. I did see. I think it was the second goal where a, a guy just like just completely mishit that the Bay Leverkusen defender just, you know, like a, almost like an elementary school mishit, yeah. right to uh, one of the French forwards for Atletico, and they just went you know the sixty yards to, to score on a breakaway. It was a yeah, it was a tough they tough did, game for Leverkusen. They dedicated the win to Lucia. Did they really? Or are you? <laughs> are you uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Now, 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 uh, Chiquis, is that uh, is that something you want to you want to talk about? Your uh, yeah, I can get my opinion on that real Chicharito. quick. No, no, yeah, now, of course. Yeah, I mean, you you don't really know if this is true or not, so just you know, keep that in mind. Well, I know I'll, I'll only say what is true, and what has been said by uh, it's a, it's sort of a one sided statement. Where Chicharito hasn't said anything. I don't think about this, but Lucia certainly has, and she said that um, she hoped that. Uh, he would be more loyal. She wasn't expecting that. He didn't support her really when she was sick fully. And she was disappointed in that as well. So to me, if I want to go to extremes, I'd say Chicharito's a scumbag. And, uh, unless he comes. Oh. Well, now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on Calm now. down there, Cheekies. Yeah, I mean. Calm down. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he did a Tony Romo and, and left, you know, I, I Jessica said, Simpson. I said uh, if he, at the parking lot of a of a Waffle House. It's not the best house. It's a very naughty boy. Yeah. So now that's the dream. Now, now her deal was is is that he 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 wasn't there enough when she was he, sick. Is that what she said? Yeah, I think she said something like she he didn't she didn't feel the support fully because I think he he was there initially and then he left. Or something happened because didn't he didn't he take some time off? Jeez, why why are you taking her side, man? Because of she's because of what she stated. Well, what was that? what was the other thing she stated? Um, loyalty that there's a lack of loyalty. What does that What does that mean? Well, we all know that he left at some point, and uh, 
No, we don't. Come on, Cheekies. We don't know that. It's just her word against his. There's there's pictures, aren't there? God is... Cheek, uh, Cheech is a God-fearing man, dude. He prays before each game. All right. Uh, except, except, except he, didn't, he didn't do it at Celtic. <laughs> they told him not to. They told him not to. <laughs> he, he did it in, in silence. I don't, I don't know, Cheekies, man. Yeah, that, was, that, that's a, that, those are pretty rough words, Cheekies. Well, unless he comes out and, and states his opinion. Why does he have to? Hey, this girl before Cheech was supposedly making the rounds at Real Madrid. You know, well, yeah. Why? Why? Why does he have to say anything? Well, his name is getting smeared. He should, uh, you know, he should clarify things. And that seems to why? be why. Maybe she's smearing him because he smeared on her. <laughs> I mean, what? what? But, but, but I guess my question is, I mean, there's. I'm tired of what, that it came out wrong like that. Why? Why? Why would he have to do that? Why not? I mean, the, the, it seems to be the trend. Uh, we see Tuca doing the same thing. What? Tuca said I had a fight with my wife, so I, I have to come on and tell you that, as a matter of fact, I did leave my socks on the floor, so I just want to clarify that. I mean, come on, dude. Well, she, it's none of our business. If you're going to give she, Ernie McCracken-type interview, she, you have my blessing. Yeah. If you're not going to do like Ernie McCracken, just don't do it. <laughs> Could you imagine if they, if they asked Tuca – a personal question at one of his press conferences like that. I took a, heard you're stepping out. You stand on my body. I mean, seriously. Well, they, they exposed Tuca just recently in his press conference. It's, it wasn't personal, but they exposed him pretty good. And he came for, up. For what? Response. Hey, John, do you have that clip of Maradona? No, no, I, I don't have it. Oh, uh, no, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. But uh, you know, the, again, this, this all goes back. He, he did say with all due respect. And he said, you know, and, and he apologized. With all due respect, okay, uh huh. Well, I think in Japan. Oh, oh, that's right. That was the, the press, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't buy it, cheekies. Yeah, I don't buy it either, cheekies. Cheech lives with his whole family, dude. His grandfather, his sister. He's like very family oriented. He's not the type to go out and party. And okay, well, I mean, for for her to for her to come out publicly and 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 air out this stuff. I mean, you. I mean, you have to wonder what, what, what. I mean, why on earth would anybody want their personal business like that? You know, I mean, there has to. You know, I'm saying there's, you know, public people don't make moves like this. You know, as I, you know, there has to be a reason. And I just, I just don't think that. Uh, well, how can things that, change? That her intentions are. They might, they might not be. But let's take the facts. How can things change so quickly? He was engaged to her, right? She was. Sick. We don't know that. It was public that they were engaged. They were engaged. Yeah, they were going to get married in the summer. I never saw a ring. There was rumors, though. I, I would say that much. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, you know, and all of a sudden it changes. And I, but but Cheech, Cheech never said it. Yeah, yeah, he never claimed it. Oh, man, you guys are fanboys. Cheech Hoel and I, fanboys. summer at St. Bart's, man. You know, we talked to him all the time. <laughs> the holy we never saw a ring on it. So, I mean, let's. You guys got a picture of San, San Chicharito in the, on your wall, man. I do. I have, I have oh. the candle, man. You know, but seriously, Chiggies, I think you know, again, this, this all goes back to the, the like the Madonna whore thing with athletes. Is that you know, you know, why, why, why do athletes have to be choir boys off the field? Why? No, they don't. I'm just saying. That's what, if if the, if everything was true and he did indeed do that, then you know. And you know what? It's none of right. our, it's none of it's none of our business. Exactly, but I have the right to say, man, that guy's a scumbag. Oh, <laughs> I think you were holding on to that. 
Just like, just like I can dis. You were holding on to that, Chiquis. You something like, happened a while back, and, and you were just waiting for the right time to strike. <laughs> well, I can strike also on. That's that's like my second. Dude, why? So do we need to have do we need to have a Chiquis rant segment for you from now on? This is a morality morality rant because Tuca Tuca incited. Well, he didn't incite the fans, but he said, "When you go, guys go to Monterrey, you're going to see what's up," and then. When he went back with a press conference in Monterrey, they asked him about that, and and he came up with a BS excuse saying, uh, "Well, you know what? They're going to come back, and you and and we're going to come, and they're going to be secure. <laughs> it's going to happen." As if that means, oh, it's okay. My comments are fine. No, well, he said that he was said um it was in the heat of the moment. He said, exactly. "I'm seeing I'm seeing my fans, uh, the fans of the team," and he called them that they're like brothers getting beat up. He's like, "What what did you want me to say?" Yeah. You know, it's like he felt they felt hopeless. It's like not even the cops were being that's able to do the, anything that's about the first it. Time Tuka does that, by the way. You remember a couple of years back, uh, you know, when he was with. Uh, in fact, there was an incident between the Pumas and uh, and, and, and Tigres, where uh, you know he he got into a, a verbal exchange with uh, some fans from Pumas, just like, and he was basically inciting you know uh, a round of fisticuffs. You guys remember that? I don't remember that one. How dare oh. you, both of you, smear, smear Tuka's good name? <laughs> I'm not smearing it. You're I'm not cool show. with that. It's passion, dude. It's like it's like that 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 he definitely has a lot of passion. Uh, that's you know that basically said that if you don't accept that soccer, that those dimes and diretes, those those piques are part of the game, you might as well play marbles. You don't deserve to, you know you don't deserve to, to, to play football or, or even feel around it. But it's, it's like it, 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 I agree with that. But to me, it seems like okay, he can't control his emotions. He he goes so over he's, the top. What's wrong? But that's how he's always been. Why 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 would he? Why is that? Why is that a problem? Because you have fan, and I posted it on the Facebook. You have fans in Monterrey who aren't soft and aren't going to be. Oh, the security's there. We're not going. We're going to be grateful or you know nice to our visiting uh, opponents. They're going to come they're out. Not, and do, do they some. won't remember, man. They're not playing till next to. Couple months from now. Hey, cheekies, what what if they do this? Like, do you remember, did you ever watch the movie The Other Guys? No. Like in, in the funeral scene, <laughs> where they, they they fight, but it's like you know I they're not, you they're tra- the warriors. Yeah, no, no, it's like they're fighting, but they're trying not not to make a scene, and they're being professional, and they're arguing like really slow, like really soft, and they're just fighting each other where like no one watches them and stuff. What if what if like they do that? Would you be okay with that? No, you can you, he can full out scream. But, they, but they're being you know they're being considered. they're being gentlemen. Yes, they're being gentlemen hooligans. I I don't agree with being a gentleman. He can he can yell, he can cuss at him, he can do everything he does. But when he says, "Okay, we're going to get you back," then that's lowering yourself down to their level. What is he going to say next? Or oh, you guys smoke marijuana? Well, we'll smoke weed in our stadium. Let's go do it. It's, that's sort of the same thing. Again, I, I don't understand why you have a problem with this. I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with it, but if somebody goes to Monterrey and something happens, you know, you could partly blame that statement for that. Well, it's, it's, all- it's not as if they're playing Veracruz. I mean, I mean, like the, the, they'll schedule it to where they don't they don't play for six months and it'll be totally forgotten. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's my yeah. thoughts exactly. And and I brought up the other statement he made. Uh, I think two weeks ago. How dare you be smirking, Tuka? This is another smear on Tuka, and I, I mentioned it, but it just was blown off. 
he was talking about the team diving, and he called them. Uh, what did he call them? Uh, Mariconadas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the whole the whole campaigning for getting rid of the chant, and he comes out and says this, and that's like you know a culture type of thing. That's you know you're a wimp while you're diving, but it could be, or it's you know it's even worse than the Puto chant winner. Straight up saying you know, that's that's gay. So, mm-hmm. so, so, are you saying that 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 Tuca isn't allowed to make a mistake? No, he can do anything he wants, but he's going to get called mm-hmm. by me. <laughs> he'll be he'll be lessened in my image. Do you, uh, do you know who the uh, comedian Tom Segura is? I've heard of that name. All right. Well, I want you to I want you to find the the, the skit the clip. Uh, that's gay. And uh, he talks about, you know, you know, he talks about, you know, something being gay because it's, oh, it's gay, you know. And then he's talking about something being gay because, you know, there's, you know, an actual, you know, two tree trunks, you know, rubbing against each other. Yeah. But it's a funny skit. So, you know, when Tuca says something like that, like, you know, mariconadas, is it crude? Yeah. But is it is it meant to to incite violence? Nah. It's in the it's just, I'm, not it's saying, the con- I'm not saying it's, it's, it's the context. It's the context. Like you know, would I would I say that as a public figure? No, I wouldn't. But well, see now, Tuka, you have to understand that he gets, you know, he has like extra hit points because when he speaks, he's Spanish. He has such a cute Brazilian accent when he speaks Spanish that 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 you know he's he he, he can almost get away with with saying anything. Seriously. It, and you also have to, you also have to take in consideration. In fact, and this is not just me saying that. This is a lot of foreign players that you know obviously go to Mexico, and after living many years, one of the things that you know that they realize off the bat is el doble sentido and how things are said nonchalantly. You know, but but without the intent of being malicious. You know. So it's just it's in context, dude. It's it's not. Yeah, I think Ronnie, what you might be saying is that Mexicans cuss a lot. Oh, well, think about it. I mean, puta <laughs> and madre and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, Jason, we, do, do Mexicans do Mexicans cuss a lot? Did you hear a lot of cussing when you were in Mexico City? Of course. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an art to it, right? I mean, it, it is, and, and believe it or not, it's a beautiful art. You know. Did, did any words stick with you that you ended up <laughs> you ended up saying without even realizing it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't keep that laugh says Hey, I don't know. Remember, if you this, is, this is a rated R. This is a rated R podcast. You can say <laughs> it. Yeah, you could say it. Uh, but La Volpe just fired some shots, man, at Gemes. I saw that. He called him a vendehumos. Wow. Volpe said, uh, that is, uh, yeah. is that the first patada de ahogado there? And he, and he said, that's what Mexicans, he said, uh, I'm, I'm going to read his quote. No me gusta Joel, hablar de los detes. Excuse me? You have to read it like 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 La Volpe would say it. I mean, come on. I, I don't have that Archie accent. <laughs> it didn't stick with me. Um, but he said, uh, no me gusta hablar de los detes porque debo tener un respeto. Pero. Pero el, <laughs> pero <laughs> el vende humo. Siempre se nos puso en México y me considero mexicano porque aquí me formé. Entonces el vende humo les gusta. <laughs> This was in reference to uh, Gemes. Uh, 
Wow. In their upcoming match. <laughs> He's wrestled. Man. Wow. Yeah. Talking about some of the new ideas he's bringing in. He's saying just it's just... Call them the smoke. music man. Smoking well, mirrors, right. man. He, he can say that because it's not like he's going to be out on the field anyhow. Well, oh, you don't right. know. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's going to be cheeky. He's got to say that's going to be on the pitch. So it's not like he's going to have to be down there with with Hammett and stuff like that. You know? Ronnie, I had, a, I had a, an, an America coaching question to ask you. I noticed that when La Volpe is coaching, he had like, you know, even he was wearing a suit, you could still see that he had like, you know, two or three gold chains, right? You know, Chiquis took the more casual approach, wasn't he? He was, wasn't wearing the tie, you know, because he didn't think he was going to have to go out and coach, but, but no gold chains. Do you have to, do you have to win an America game to get your, to get your, your gold chain as a coach at America? Uh, I'm trying to think who had some, uh, you know what? I think it's, a, it must be like a really, like a foreigner thing because I remember he also did. He used to have these fucking, he used to, uh, he used to wear these tight, like baby gap type of shirts and like had that hairy chest and he just had like these gold chains just all on him when he was coaching. You know, like in practices, I remember seeing, you know, pictures and videos of that stuff. I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one for flair. I mean, I don't, I don't wear. Would don't you wear prefer like if, if Chiquis wants to go this way? Would you prefer him to sit next to La Volpe for was it like two, three years that he's done, or do you want him to go coach the U twenties to get? You know, if, if he really wants to do that, I mean, is, is that the Chiquis? Is that the next step for him? No, I, th- I think the next the next step for him is coaching uh, first division. Let me uh, let me ask you this: <clears throat> if 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 La Volpe and let's you know, I know I know this is crazy and it would never happen, right? But if if La Volpe somehow didn't finish the season, would you rather give it to Chiquis or would you bring, Chiquis, Chiquis bring the cabezón? Do you think he would leave with him? For, out of respect. He's already stab his, stab his yerno in the back and just, or his suegro rather, just, just give it to him. To sleep, not if he plans to sleep with his wife again. Well, maybe she's the black sheep. Maybe he's like, you know, there's just as, as a professional courtesy. Yeah. There's actually a funny interview. I, I need to find it uh, about La Volpe and and how Cheeky's came about being, to, you know, to being his uh, his, his nephew, you know. Well, wasn't wouldn't his daughters go to the training? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, team uh, training sessions. Well, because you know, keep in mind that. Uh, hold on, who, who's the other one? Uh, Davino, Davino, yeah. Flavio Davino, and uh, Tulio, and Cheeky's. Didn't Cheeky's play for America? Mm, not to my knowledge, no. He played for Toluca. He played for, I think, Cruz Azul. Oh, it was Toluca. Toluca. That's right. So he went from, because uh, he's a Pumas guy, and he went from Pumas to, yeah. I forgot that he got that Toluca. He was pretty good, Chiquis. He well, was, he, he believe it, to, to his credit, and although to me, I thought it was a bullshit excuse then when he included him in the, in the roster and excluded La Volpe and Bofo. Oh, that he needed a left-footed midfield. <clears throat> well, not that, but he also said that, you know, that, uh, La, you know, that Chiquis Garcia had his, uh, that no one could dispute his, uh, his his credentials and his and his resume because unlike you know a, you know a lot of players, Cheeky's actually did go through the entire pr- uh, program starting from the under you know under seventeens, under twenties, you know twenty threes, and then off to the senior team. So he was a part of every single you know gen- uh, t- you know team. So I mean that was that was one of the uh, talking points that Lavolpe had about his you know his son in law. 
Well, I mean, nobody certainly doubts that, <sighs> that he wasn't a good player. Just no, he was. He was a good career. player. He was a good player, but he he shouldn't have been on that team. Right? right. He was that was already past his prime. But uh, no one can, like you said, no one can deny he was a very good, very good player. You, you know, you know what was more disappointing when uh, they tried to organize a boycott. Oh yeah, in Mexico yeah, yeah. City to to try to get Cuauhtémoc back. Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna rally at El Angel. God bless that man. And uh, <laughs> just, hey, since since Ronnie's quoting movies, it's almost yeah. like old school. <laughs> when, Frank, when Frank the Tank says, uh, streaking, we're going to go streaking at the quad. And he just goes out by himself, not realizing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there was only like five people that showed up to the to that rally. Yeah, I remember that. That, that was that was gold. That was comedy gold. <laughs> was oh, it, now, how many people do now? Did it beat the uh, the Save Atlante rally that they had at, at, at Anakin, <laughs> where eight, eight people showed up for that one? Oh, man. They were probably about. They're probably about the same, but Man, I mean, Atlanta needs to come back into the first division, and they need to build a proper stadium in Cancun ASAP. Why? Why not re- return somewhere like, you know, back to Mexico City and let and let uh, Venados or whatever the team is in in Merida go play in uh, in Cancun. Yeah, man, Atlanta should have never left. That's right. I agree with uh, that. Absolutely. And then Necaxa should have never left. Yeah, there's a lot of rivalries right there. And that's the whole thing where I go back to the Clásico Joven. You don't need to call you it's, it's a derby. It's a Clásico. You don't need to give it names, you know. Uh, just give it the importance. And, and and especially, like, now that there's more tournaments. And it starts from the youth teams when they're always playing. That's one of the things that has kept Chivas Atlas relevant. That they a lot of these players have been playing each other since, you know the. the That's youth. the all, only thing. Pretty much the only thing, yeah. Atlas has been, you know, pretty much. You no one would miss them if they went down to second. Um, so it's it's the same, you know. In, in Mexico City, you had all these teams that that could, I mean, share a stadium or or they're close by, and and just given time, they would build rivalries. Well, now that Atlanta is in Cancun, they really do need to, or if they have a presence down there, they need to really make a concerted effort to put a proper stadium there so they can have Club World Cups, which I insist would be a much easier, much easier sell than going to Tokyo in December. Did any of you guys watch any of the international games? Yeah, yesterday or or today. Uh, I caught a little bit of the uh, of the of the Leverkusen. I think Jason got to watch the Leverkusen. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, I, I I I watched like maybe fifteen minutes of the Arsenal. Uh, oh, the uh, FA Cup game. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it's a shame. I, I kind of wanted them to go a little deeper. What was the final? What was the final tally? Uh, I, I I think I stopped watching it when it was two zero. I, I'd I didn't say two zero. Really? Did they, yeah. Did they even have? Did they have chances? No, no, they didn't. Or did it no, look they like were, one? They, they were out of they were out of their yes. element. They were out of their element. They had like one shot, something like that. It was a good. Hey man, I would have been proud with the one shot. <laughs> that, that's more than America. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the guy eating the pie. Oh, Touche. <laughs> 
Was it, wasn't it an Arsenal game with the guy eating the pies? Yeah. yeah. But he's inspirational. Although he was potentially paid to do it, apparently so. Oh, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he inspired. Oh, yeah, so what are they going to kick him out of the team? So, so wait a second. Sorry. Yeah, he was fired. He's like he's gone. Well, that is uh, that is very unfortunate. Part so. of the re- he was part of the story, you know, the the, the keeper. But uh, yeah, I uh, who who else is uh in the FA kept uh, didn't they have another uh, low yeah. low level team or like a non league team Lincoln City and they Lincoln won they did. they're they're in the quarterfinals yeah I, I know that they beat I know that they beat uh, who was it in, like in the last minute like with a header Burnley yeah Burnley Burnley Jason watches his EPL man I do <laughs> we should just bring him for EPL when we talk EPL. <laughs> I I actually wa- I'd rather watch an FA Cup game than you know the EPL. That's just me though. You like the the finality of it? Uh, well, I I I just I love its structure. It's a great really it's do. a great structured tournament. It, really I, it, is. it is. It's it's to me it's the greatest structure in, in all of football. I think it, it really is. And and I know you know Holy you know you know we go back years talking about it. He knows that I'm I'm a big fan of the FA Cup. And I, I just think, you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful you know tournament. I, I think they should do away with the uh, the league cup. You know, I don't I don't even know what it's called now. It's a milk cup or I forget what it's called now. But it's the one with the, the only uh, the three uh, lower divisions and the Premiership, which you know most teams don't even take serious anymore. Yeah, unless you're in the middle. Oh man! All right, boys, I gotta. I got I to gotta call it a night, man. Hey, you bailing, you're bailing on us, Ronnie? Results um, before you leave, man. What's up? Hold on, should we hit him with just one last little shot before he goes? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was expecting hey, this athlete instead, but <laughs> I guess that'll do. No, but uh, what, what is your prediction for it? You know, for the joven. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jorge, the, el, el capitalino, or just el clásico. Yeah, clásico capitalino would sound way better, man. I'm gonna give one of those stupid, uh, like, like John Madden super obvious comments. Like, well, if they can score, I think they can win. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you guys gonna be? That the striker's still out, right? Uh, I forget his name. Paraguayo. Cecilio. There you go. And yeah. Is he still? He's still. Out? Uh, 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 honestly, honestly, Holy, I, I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. If, you know, both teams are coming in pretty. And how? What level, Ron? Would you say is has your self your self hatred of, of of America reached? Are you are you at like at an eight like Joel is, or are you like still either down toward 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 the bottom? <laughs> I'm still towards the bottom, you know. I'm still towards, the, you know. Honestly, it's probably a good thing that I'm so busy that I that, I mean, I, I went twenty something years, almost twenty years, never missing a game, you know. And you know, within the past five years, I'm not as I don't watch like every game, so it's like I'm I'm starting to. It's just I'm just so busy right now that. You know, sometimes I, I don't know. Maybe just maybe I just don't feel it because I'm not. I don't see it every day. You know, like I used to. 
Yeah, something something tells me, and and I could be wrong, but if I medic, I was doing a little better. I think that your your interest level might 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 be peaked just a little bit. Well, I mean, I still, I mean, if it's, you know, keep keep in mind that you know, you know, you know, the fact that I'm in grad school, you know, I'm in grad school right now. It's uh, it's obviously takes a lot of my time. So between work and, and school and I don't get to watch as many games as as uh, as I'd want. You know, Guatemoc Blanco would would slap your face right now for for that comment for 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 not giving your your team your team the proper time and respect it deserves. He's he's like grad school. Well, I think I, I think it's one of those comments like that. You know, to quote the movie Fever Pitch, the one about Arsenal, when the mom tells the young boy, "They want your money. They don't want you." <laughs> That's what I would tell Cuauhtémoc. Did you guys ever watch that movie, uh, The Fever Pitch, the one about the, with Arsenal? Uh, I saw only the, the gringo version where they turned it into the Boston Red Sox. I think. Yeah. Was there an English version? Yeah. That, well, obviously, that's Nick Hornsby's. I, yeah, uh, I, I, read, I, I read the book. but Yeah, yeah. I read half of the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that was a, you know... But, you know, that was actually a good. It was a good movie. I mean, you had two actors that came out to be pretty big. You know, actors and obviously Colin Firth. You know, Oscar winner, whatever. But yeah, uh, all right, gentlemen, you guys have a good night. Jason, thank you for coming on. Good talking, uh, Cruz Azul with you. Uh, Beto, lower your salt intake. I'm wearing a Cruz Azul jersey this weekend. Okay, <laughs> I figured that. You know, uh, day. What were you gonna say, John? I was gonna say uh, have a have a, a good time. I'm, I'm sad that you're. Hopefully, you'll you'll feel better, Ronnie. So, All right. thank you, thank you, guys. You, just you a, guys have a good night. Just a, just a one more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's all right. It's all right. I, I deserve it. I've been an asshole for too long. <laughs> Take it easy, Ronnie. All right, later. That was Ronnie De Luna joining us from actually uh, Jason. He's uh, he's he's down in. Uh, I think he says he lives in the, I forget if it's North Philly or West Philly, but he, but he's yeah. a Houston boy that lives in Philadelphia now. He has a truck. Yeah, you should go uh, and, and he walk. He has to local. give you a free meal. That's right. With extra guac. You know what oh, we could do? Nice. Gentlemen, is we could send Jason undercover. Oh, and, and... Yes, we can. Give <laughs> us some background, though. <laughs> I went over there to Philly. And I tried to drop by, and it was closed. He was hiding from me. I had to leave a note. Yeah. At I told him I, I was working Copa America last summer. I was doing some of the uh, graphics on on some of the uh, the games for the World Feed, and I was in Philadelphia for two games. And it it just so happened that Ron had a quote unquote family reunion when uh-huh. I when I was coming into uh, when I was coming into town. Or oh, sorry, was I was at class? He had a class reunion. I was going to be there the whole the whole week. A class reunion, yeah. yeah, very convenient. No, but but also he also has a restaurant in uh, in Philadelphia whose uh, whose name eludes me at the moment. But I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that your 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 money would would be would be no good there, no good there at the at the uh, at the restaurant. You know, we've actually had uh, quite a few uh, comments on the chat, which uh, I, I I'm a, I'm a bad podcast podcast guy because I never look at my. Uh, I look at a different screen. That's usually Chicky's job, though. Yeah, that's, that's right. He is our tech. Hatred. 
his hatred has been too concentrated on. Yeah. I just and, uh, now got on and I saw it and I was like. And Chicharito's, you know, loins. Uh, he... There's like a, uh, there's a lot of people. Yeah, Fro Sanders on there. Uh, Christian Farias. Even Steve Weasel yeah. was on there for a little bit, I guess. Christian Farias is on. Ivan was on. Well, well uh, thank you guys for, uh, for joining us on the chat, uh, let's yeah, see if blame, we have blame, blame Chiki's guys because he he's supposed to set up a telephone call. In. That's right. That's he's right, not Chiki. even doing that, man. Yeah. He, he goes oh. and he takes a shower, dude. He... I'm telling you, he, he he's so disgusted, Joel, that he has to like like you know, you know, put this out for people to hear it. That that he has to go, he has to go cleanse himself before he even starts. Is it, is it a hot shower or a cold shower, Chiki? Recovery is better if it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle recovery and such. And then, and then he, he puts on the bathroom. We did have a question. We did have a question earlier about um, America and whether Bruce is a, a real, if he's a real option. Thoughts? I heard, I heard America was, was looking at him. I think it depends who who is uh, controlling, because Busa is the type of guy that he needs like he needs like complete control. Not not 100 percent, but at least you know. So so who knows what, what that that was the same with La Volpe, and he seems to be getting. But if that goes, you know, if that doesn't work, because because I don't feel uh, Pelias is part of the whole La Volpe thing. Of like wanting to bring him here, he Pelias was dead set on Nacho. He, he even said if he leaves, I leave. But you know, they somehow convince him to stay. But I, I don't, I don't see uh, Busetich going to America. Cruz Azul is more Busetich's speed, anyway. He would do very well there, I think. But at this point. Yeah, I, think, I, I think Cruz Azul folks would be willing to try just about anything. I just, I, I don't know. Like for me, it just uh, the it goes back to it's not really about the manager. It's just more systemic issues going on with the team. But I mean, maybe if maybe if the control was like really fully given over to a manager like that, maybe it would help. I, I don't know, man. This guy nine games. Not able to win. They it's did bring him some pretty good players. Yeah, but you got to give him time, Hold. I mean, you can't you can't expect them to do it all overnight. I I mean I would, but the way that Liga makes it set up, you you're not gonna get it, you know. But the, but that's not. just that's just ridiculous. I mean that's. Like uh, it, that, that... It, but this this start when he only, they only won the first game against Necaxa. I think it's already worse than when Thomas Boy was. I don't, it's almost like going I don't back think anything is worse than Thomas Boy. <laughs> anything yeah. ever. No, the yeah. thing you have to watch out for Cruz Azul, and I don't, I don't have the, the the numbers in front of me, but if, if, they, if they've had you know, two really bad seasons because of the way that the relegation formula is set up, it's going to hurt you for, for a couple of years. So... If, if 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 that's the one thing Chris has to worry about is is you know they can't have a 
13 point season in one season and then have a, you know, a 14, 15 points. They, they, they cannot allow that because, because that will put them in, in a very bad spot for the next two years. Well, then like starting over next season would certainly help that along. So I, I hope they just continue and, um, just plug in the gaps because I mean, they certainly have some gaps in the roster. They brought in players that, you know, some of those players that they brought in fairly recently are sitting on that bench and just can't even crack that, that starting roster. And I, I don't, I don't think that's an issue of him as just not, not playing them. I mean, like, I think we have, I don't know, like you look at the bringing like these, the Chilean players they brought in with Gato Silva, um, Enzo Rocco. I mean, different ends of their careers, but you think either one of them can contribute something and neither of them can see any playing time. So I don't know what you say about the talent bringing in the team, but like it's not really showing through. I mean, there's, there's some serious talent gaps on that team. Talent wise. I mean, there's some names on that team, but they don't play like, they just don't play like the, the, their caliber, at least their reputation would suggest they should. Do you, Jason, do you think, you're going up against America. This perfect time to beat them. I mean, there's certainly a beatable team at this moment, but I mean, I mean, they're desperate too, just like Cruz Azul is desperate to, for a win. Now so that, that makes it a little, a little trickier. Now you've been watching Cruz Azul all season, I'm sure. I mean, are they are they? Is it hopeless or are they close? I mean, can 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 you tell that things are starting to work now that maybe weren't working a few weeks ago? I mean. <clears throat> They should have a lot more points than they have right now. I mean, I think they've played better than than their results. Um, but um, so in that way, there's a little bit of hope that they they could be improve. I mean, I think the 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 hopes that they do anything substantial this season are gone now at this point um, with, with just the, well, the mean, lack of results. But dude, there's ten weeks left, and nine and nine points will get them into the into into contention. So let's not. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, I'm just going through this stretch of, of games where they just needed to get the points. I mean, they, they've had this, this run the last few weeks of some of their easier fixtures. I mean, it's just going to get harder where, you know, sure, they could, they could grab nine points, but it, for me, what, the way they play, it doesn't seem feasible that they're, that they could, cause they, they could win a few games, but some of those other teams are going to win games. They got to jump a lot of teams. So I, I just, it doesn't, it does, I think this season is lost. I think they could play better. They could win this weekend and that'll certainly, um, give some hope, but I, I don't, I don't see them, um, going on a real run where they just get win after win at this point. You know, that they, they could just, they could just put it all together against America and just, and just, and just change the season. Yeah, that's, uh, that would be a very positive way of looking at that. Um, and I, I'm not going to join you there. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I don't think Cruz Azul is going to lose on Saturday. I'll say that. Um, I think, I, I think most likely situation is a draw, but I, I think Cruz Azul is a pretty good chance of coming in here and winning, winning this one. Um, but I don't think that's going to turn around their season. I think that'll boost morale. I think that'll um, give some support to the manager, which is good. Um, but I don't think um, this team is going anywhere this season. Well, they they play what Querétaro tomorrow for Copa MX. Uh, I ignore the Copa MX most of the time. That sounds about right. Querétaro. I know, but I mean, a win a win could help a bit there with. 
you know, yeah, I think anything, anything like that helps at this point. So yeah, that's probably true. Um, a decent result in a couple of nights. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're only, they're only like five points out of a, of a play. I mean, it's not like totally desperate. I mean, they're, this is Liga Mekis, man. It, it, it can change, it can change so fast. They, they remind me a bit of what Chivas was when Almeida second season. His first nine games were, were, you know, nothing to write home about. They couldn't win. They had a bunch of ties. And then they played yeah, Querétaro. I mean, the team had, Querétaro was, I mean, that team had players. Like, it, it had, it had, it had like a, I mean, there was a clear plan in place, although they were getting results. And they, and very similar to what Cruz Azul is doing, they just simply weren't scoring, although creating opportunities. Um, so, so it's Cruz Azul's strategy right now, just throw money at it, and we'll just figure out, just, here, here's I mean, some that's, guys. That's always been the. I mean, that, I, I I have no reason to think the strategy has changed. I mean, that's been the strategy all along. I mean, well, but they used to do that, but get, you know, players that seem to work in gel. So I mean, there there you know, where's the disconnect? Are they just picking hey. players willy nilly, or are they do they honestly believe that the guys are bringing in are gonna? I mean, I, 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 I don't have the answer to that. I mean, I, I, I wish I, I wish I could hop into some minds and hop into some rooms and, and observe how these decisions are being made. They're coming to a Sorry. bad decision. Whether Jason, it's, are you telling us that you're not on the weekly conference call with that? I, I mean, surprisingly, <laughs> they keep leaving me off. I, not sure how that's working out, but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, like, if they're just bad decisions or, or, um, it's just, um, I don't know how they're coming to these things, whether it's a more nefarious situation or not. Like it's just um, the, the, there's continually just um, players brought in. Like I said earlier, you bring in these players where it, it, they're almost reformation projects, and these players coming in, like maybe they'll take off here, and yeah, they never do. Uh, so I don't know. So so they're just they're they're, they're taking chances on guys. That at one point showed something in their career, and they're hoping that they're, they're, they get it back instead of taking a chance on a guy that, like like they said earlier, where they would get the younger the younger player that might that might turn into something like the who was the guy that uh, started for was it Ceballos, Christian Ceballos? I mean, he was a very young player, hmm. and he ended up uh, playing for Paraguay in the World Cup. So players of that age, it seems like they 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 do better on the other end of it. So maybe maybe, maybe that's the. You know, if you start seeing Cruz Azul do that a little more, then maybe you know, maybe maybe you'll have hope. Uh, hope after all. Yeah, I mean, I I would love like just a little more player acquisition of just younger players, like on the rise kind of players. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think most people feel that way, so it's not not unique. But like, I mean, it's just too often these players that are just uh, at the end of it, and like, you know, just um, I mean, you look at I was just I was just talking today to a Toronto FC guy about Victor Vasquez. Um, and then they just signed him. And like, think about that situation. Like just, you know, like, and there was so much excitement around that signing and, um, and, or um, what's his name from, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now, but the player that picked up from the striker that picked up from Tigres a few seasons back. Um, oh, uh, Joffrey, we're on. Uh, I mean, just like the minute that signing is made, there's so much excitement. Like, oh, he's going to come. Like, I mean, but so much of that goes with against like 
did you really watch him play with Tigres? And like, they cast him off for a reason. And like, you know, like Victor Vasquez, you know, has the, has the Barcelona pedigree, but I mean, he's with Club Bruges. And I mean, after a while, they just kind of let him go because there's something not right. So he goes to, to, I mean, there's some excitement because, you know, Cruz Azul is bringing this European player. He has this Barcelona pedigree, but like, it's just, it's, I mean, he's in his thirties and it's clear that, He's not going to be able to play very well. I mean, like he's, I mean, it's just another aging midfield cog that's just going to slow down and, and not contribute defensively in any way. I mean, and these are the kinds of signings that Cruz Azul makes at this point. So, I mean, every once in a while you have a Canelo Benitez who, you know, I think he's played pretty well for Cruz Azul. Um, but I mean, he, he's just, uh, it, it's, it's pretty infrequent. Um, and there's just less and less. Um, I don't know, just energy in that squad. You still have um, Chaco Jimenez coming out there and, and Cruz Azul depending on Chaco Jimenez for a spark. And it's Isn't Chaco in his mid-40s? <laughs> he's looking it right now. He just, man, he's just, he looks beat down. He just looks like a beat down old man <laughs> at this point. So it's, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. I mean, I mean, he should be like, he's like a, like almost like a ceremonial player at this point. And the fact that they still have to rely on him. To to generate stuff, I mean that's he's surprising. Yeah. He's surprisingly young. Like he, he he's he's much younger than you, he looks, and, and and for how long he's been with the club and and stuff. But uh, um, and, and, and he was like, with and he was with Pachuca, and the, when they were making their little mini dynasty before that. So that's he, right. That's right. He's he's been around. Yeah, he he's put some tread on those tires. I have to say the one thing about Chaco that I thought was very disappointing for him. Was I really thought that Piojo should have put him on that Copa America team? I thought I think he should have put a, a handful of guys that I know he put Vols on some other guys, but I mean he should have put some guys that have you know became not that outside and played there, you know, most most of their entire career in Mexico on that team. I think that Mexico would have had a, a a better chance of it. And Chaco, I think he should have absolutely gone to the the Copa America in Chile. That was a that was a big mistake on Piojo's part. We just got he got that that 2013 taint on him. Yeah, but team. you know what? The, the one of the, the, the to me one of the coolest moments of that entire hex was uh, I think what was it that was it the Honduras game where he came on and the crowd was 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 calling his name like like yeah. they were they were and and that doesn't happen at the Azteca very often. So that That's was a, uh, that was pretty cool. Of course, it didn't work. <laughs> but that's all right. He, he gave it. His, uh, he gave it his all. Jason, I don't think your season's lost yet. I don't I, think so either. Okay, you that's cool. Three. I I really disagree, but I mean, I'm glad. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what has to happen. Like, like uh, real at, quick, real quick, well, in my crystal ball. I, I, I agree. I agree, I agree with, uh, with Jason. I think the season's over. <laughs> but go on. No, okay. They they play uh, Copa MX. So they play Querétaro tomorrow. So if they get a win there, because they're playing at home. And then they play uh, America, mm-hmm. which is at Azteca. But I think America's right for the picking. You know? That's two wins. And then you host, you host Chapas. You're not really traveling. You're gonna have a well-rested team, and Chapas, Chapas has only looked good against good teams. They they beat in like like you know some stronger teams, and then and then with other teams they just crash. 
So I think that's that's you win three games in a row, man. That that you know catapult you up there. Three yeah, games I mean, in a row is possible, but I mean, I I just watched them lose at home to Atlas. I know uh, that was draw to hey, Santos. Draw hey, to that Caracano. that is when you know. Understand that losing to Atlas is when you know you've hit bottom. <laughs> so like I I mean that sounds great, like three wins in a row, but like I'm not confident they will win any of those games. I'm gonna pick Cruz also beating America. Wow. I mean, it, it, it would be a huge boost for them if they if they win this game, and you know, and and you know, Huela's right. Three wins is, is like is like putting on the ring of regeneration from Dungeons and Dragons, and, <laughs> and it, it just it uh, it, it makes your uh, you get more you know, hit points right there. Exactly, it it, cha- it changes your season. It, it changes your season completely. And and that happened with Pumas. That happened to Pumas uh, the last the, a year ago when they made the final. Like they started off kind of slow, and then they had three wins in a row. And they went from like eleventh place to third place. I mean, just just that quickly, and and it totally changed their season. And they ended up ended up at top of the table at the end, and then you know lost in the liguilla. But uh, by the way, I got I got a I got a I I I feel bad that uh, Sunday I turned off the. I was like, well, this game's over after the three nothing when when oh. Paul left the thing. But I I'm so ashamed that I did that. I am so ashamed of myself. Yeah, I was gonna call you out. Yeah, you should. You should call me out. It's uh, it's it, it is it is just so un. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I did what uh, what what Marky Mark did at the Super Bowl. You know, I, I walked out on my team. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it was it was rough. But I I did come back though when I saw it was three two. I did come back and I watched them. Uh, I, I watched them. I watched them tied up. So and then we we came really close. Actually, Pumas came really close to, to getting the fourth one on a, on an autogol from Topo, which would have been perfect. Uh, but uh, it ended up tying three. So, 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 kudos to my Pumas and shame. Uh, it's just eh, me estoy avergonzado. Just awful, <laughs> awful, awful. Shame on me. So, is it okay, Chiquis, that I called myself out? Yeah, that's that's good. All right, I was gonna do it earlier, but. Uh... I couldn't get a word in. It's almost as you know. It's almost as now. What's worse, Chiki's walking out on my team like that, or 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 or, or cambiando gatos like 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 you do. <laughs> uh, I would say walking out. So, Jason, if you don't know, uh, 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 Albert is uh, he last? I think it was last Christmas declared that he was done with Pumas, hmm. and he was going to become a Tigres fan. So we start calling him the Cambiagatos because he he went from from one cat to another, and uh, now he's also recently become a Hawaiian fan. So now he's our crazy cat lady because uh, because all he likes are cat teams. Well, uh, I, I sided with with Hawaiians uh, because uh, America dissed uh, uh, tortas. America dissed him, and so I was like, man, America sucks. So you're giving you're giving Hawaiians pity support. Yeah, <laughs> they'll take your pity support. You know they're they're the team that I had pegged to, uh, you know, uh, to, to to go down. But uh, I, don't, I don't. Joel, who's your who, who's who's the team that you think is you think it's going to be Monarcas? Yes, at at this point, yeah, I I have it in Morelia, man. It it seems like Atlas just gave up on them. 
So is, is that how? Uh... I mean, Atlas. I mean, Tevesteca. Tevesteca bought Tevesteca owns Morelia and they bought Atlas. Right. Uh, it seems after they took over Atlas, they just, you know, forgot about Morelia. Well, so that's why I thought they'd be a prime candidate for them to be sold to the Grupo, the Spanish group that owns Atletico Madrid or whoever owns Atletico Madrid but, to. Uh, no, Chapas actually. To San Luis. But, but I had uh, Chapas was my. Um, those are my candidates, but they've been surprising people and they've managed some good results. Yeah. So Morelia Chapas has, has been has been either winning people a whole lot of money or losing people money because it's uh it's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, so right now it's Morelia, their last place, followed by Veracruz, Chapas, Puebla, and then number 14 is Cruz Azul. So so what happened in Veracruz? Because I saw a little bit of it. I don't want to speak to it because I don't want to oh, say anything that, 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 that's that. Uh, but what what, specific, what specifically happened? Yeah, was, was there a... Was there a bronca there understanding that, that, that somehow Gignac caused it by by celebrating? Because yeah. people just can't handle that. Gignac scored a goal. Okay. And it was earlier on in the game. And uh, he went to celebrate. And, and I, was, where, I was like, where's he going? There's all just uh, Veracruz fans over there. But apparently his wife was in that area or section. Um, but it looked awkward. And, and, and some friends, right? Yeah. And then he, and then that was that. And then the game continued. And apparently, well, well, wait a second. So, so he goes to celebrate. So he's celebrating. He's not like like flipping off the Veracruz fans that he scored or anything like that. So he's not taunting them in any way. Or or was it a taunting style celebration? Did he taunt did he taunt Veracruz fans? I don't think it was taunting, but just to go in their face and celebrate, that's sort of like, you know, get out of here. But But know, that's not worth riding over, or is it? Nothing's worth riding okay, over. Exactly. That's worth getting PO'd over. Was that they showed there was a clip that went viral of a fan doing some coke lines? Was that at Veracruz too? Was it yes, there? it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think it mattered. I think those guys just needed any excuse to. You know, um, remember Disco Dale? Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel, you remember Disco Dale from back in the day on Big Soccer? He was an, Dis- an no. Englishman that lived. Oh, an, an oh, Englishman yeah. that lived in uh, in Mexico City. He was a big Pumas fan. Oh man, that's way back. Yeah, I want to say that that that, that he always said that the 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 Veracruz games were were the scariest for him. I remember John, by the way. Do you remember? I'm sorry, I thought yes. that's your left, Dan. Sorry about that. No, I'm I'm still around. I'm I, I'm I'm juggling the the kids and all, but but yeah. Um, you remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah, the, you're, but that you Vera, are going way back. Yeah, but didn't he say that Veracruz was like 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 the scariest trip for them to go on? I, I want to say that that was the case, but I mean I could be wrong. Listen to me. I, I I say that they're terrible, but you know I can. I remembered his name. That's about as good yeah. as I can do. Well, you guys probably didn't haunt the the Pumas pages like I did. I'm sure that, no, that's not that's no, not where you no. spent the majority of your time. But yeah, after the after the game, apparently they were ganging up, beating up on some Tigres guys. Uh, I think they had a picture of a guy with an ice pick. Right. Uh, and then Tuka and Gignac and. Said whatever that dude's name was, we're out there yelling at them, telling them to calm down, and some good audio of Tuka just yelling like crazy, kicking a policeman, trying to get him to do something about it. Well, the policeman was just standing there, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. They were like, he couldn't do anything though, because they're like in the, the second like, level. They're in the second level, these dudes. Okay, so, it's, it's, and then they were able to quell the fight, and then, I mean, were, the, oh. were people taken to the hospital? I mean, how many how many people were injured, or was it? Also, Cheekies, if you're that policeman, you're not going up there, dude. You're just getting paid to hold the shield to protect the players and corner kicks from, you know, yeah, Agua Fresca. You don't go up there. I think he was. Yeah, he was you're not up there to fight guys with ice picks, dude. Well, he was expecting someone to to get on the on the walkie-talkie or whatever and get someone over there because there was no security. Yes, and, I think they were they didn't even work. He was saying he was saying they didn't work. They're just for show. And this guy Cootie they're is just for show. This guy Cootie is saying that yeah, there's like I forget what number he used, like 500 or something security on, uh, at each game, and he had like that Elmo phone. It just has a pre-recording. I tell you what, like I went to a, a game at in Veracruz once, and um, uh, never have I been to a place where they have the the beers are as cheap as they are. Uh, and uh, I, I, I've never seen a mixed drinks like just like you just go up and like order all these like cocktails and stuff like inside a stadium, like I saw in Veracruz. Like that that was a unique thing for me. Um, just like all over the place. <laughs> so um, I might explain a little bit about the crowd there as well. So the fans get a little happy in Veracruz more so than, than they were would at other places. Well, I don't know. I, uh, I'm just presenting facts to you. I'm not going no, no, to make any not... conclusions. But you know, I possibly. actually, yeah, I, I think I have heard that also about, about Veracruz. That, that the crowd does get a little, yeah. That, that seems... and that, I mean, like also like that that upper tier, like it really does like hang over and like get like really close to the, to the field, that huge upper tier in Veracruz is very unique stadium that way, I think. And uh, definitely like, I mean, they, I mean, they've had a lot of problems with like all kinds of like crazy crap being thrown on the field and stuff there. I mean, that doesn't compare to this past weekend, but um, you know, I've had some issues with that, that tier up top uh, in that stadium. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joel, isn't Veracruz kind of like a like like Club America's proxy team? I mean, don't they have a well, at least they used to. I don't know if they do anymore. Have a very close relationship, or is that uh, no longer the case? I don't know. I I don't think it's been the case. Because when uh, you know when Chivas Santos Santos been their their best buddy. When Chivas players don't do well, they send them to Colombia. When America players don't do you know when they're having problems, they send them to Veracruz. How, I mean, but what was the last one though? Well, I mean, as I said, it's been a while. But. Well, you know what? They do have, they do have a lot of uh, Medica players uh, in that squad, but I think that's more to do with uh, with Reynoso. You know, Jason, as as a Cruz Azul fan, do you like the fact that Cruz Azul went to a lighter blue in their in their jersey, or do you want them to go back to the the, the more dark blue look that they that they that they've classically had? Um, I think I like the darker blue, but I'm not like necessarily all that opposed to the lighter blue either. I think I'd pick the darker blue, but the lighter blue is fine. I, the current shirts in general, I don't really care for. And be happy if the the talk of them ditching off Under Armors actually comes to fruition. And they, uh, I'd love for them to line up with a a Nike or an Adidas or something like that. It'd be fantastic. Um, just make some some decent looking shirts. You know what, Jason? If I'm Directiva, I I don't let them wear the blue, man. 
Like you guys don't deserve to wear the azul. I can go with a wider their third, the third option uniform. That's tough, man. <laughs> Until they start winning. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that is that is the, those are damn Joel. That is Joel. Why do you have such high expectations <laughs> for Cruz Azul? Because because you and I are both have just been 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 pumping sunshine up. Uh... You know, they've always been that that I always seen them as like a neutral team, like like the team that a lot of times when your team gets eliminated. You still want to watch like the Ligilla, that you'll you'll watch their games. They always seem because they they came across as like the, you know, the blue collar team and they there's just neutral team. So I I think that's part of the reason uh, Jason was saying earlier about with the Clásicos seem more heated between American Pumas, you know. So I, I think that's much animosity toward Cruz Azul. Because that was I also think. Uh, just what's happening to them? I think that's just kind of what happens to the to the uh, Mexican national team with the quinto partido. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing as La Cruz Azulio. The whole quinto partido, it's you know, it's almost like holding a mirror. Dude. I just like to want to see Cruz Azul do well, just because that, that's kind of. I think the league is better when Cruz Azul is better. So hopefully they'll they'll shake it off soon. They'll shake it off soon, Jason. It worked for me. Sounds good. Do you do you get a chance to go back to uh to, I mean to games at all or? It's been a while. Although it's just uh, I just went down to see them play in uh, Tijuana. So that was a. Uh, Did they win? Uh, they did not. No, they was, lost. Was there a lot of Cruz Azul fans in the, in the stands? There were. Yeah, it was a huge, pretty. I would say, yeah, pretty substantial Cruz Azul crowd there in Tijuana. Um, it was it was an entertaining game, but yeah, they lost. Um, How's but, that um, feel? Because it seems like they need to need to that? need to make the change and put the natural stuff down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the. I mean, it's a pretty disgusting field. Um, I guess they have excuses there um, about like the soil or whatever. It doesn't really work out, but um, I don't know if they're <laughs> how accurate or true that is. But yeah, it's not. Um, it looks like absolute garbage, and I mean it's it, it's funny because it's so much improved than what they had a few years ago. Um, basically, like that old like veteran stadium disgusting <laughs> rug they had, um, and it's like an updated version. I actually got to go down on the on the field after, after the match. And, um, it's, uh, it's not very nice. <laughs> it's not a very nice field. Cool stadium, little stadium. It's, it's, it's such a unique place. That stadium, um, so different than the rest of Mexico. It's feels like an MLS stadium in a lot of ways, but, um, it, uh, that field is, uh, uh it's not so good. And you make it over to, uh, Philadelphia Union games. That's, that is a haul for you to get down to Chester, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a trek. I've been to a couple times, but I don't, I don't go regularly. It's just it's too far. A lot of traffic between me and there. I mean, like the only, the only thing you have between you and there was is just Philadelphia, right? So it's uh, yeah, a no big deal. A little bit in the way. I mean, you might as well like drive to New Jersey and and take a turnpike down. <laughs> yeah, I, I could pretty much hit Red Bulls about the same, probably about the same time. 
Right. Not going to go there either, but yeah. Well, Joel, uh, your your Chivas play. Uh, they have to go to the jungle this weekend. Do you think that the, the, they're going to keep uh, keep it up? By the way, Joel, if you haven't seen uh, Trophy's goal uh, that he scored tonight against Atlante, you need to you need to take a look at that. It was really nice. Dude, I was watching the highlights, but then I I missed I missed all the goals. Yeah, he uh, well we'll watch him. He uh, he's got some talent. I think uh, you know as far as Mexican players, young Mexican player, I, he has far and away the most upside of any Mexican player. That that's no. I don't know. It could be a tricky game with the Jaguars. They they pulled up some upsets, but I, I don't think it matters. I'm not too concerned with the regular season. Uh, now, now let me ask I, you this, Joel. You said that that Jaguars plays up to the good teams and yes. down to the bad teams. So is Jaguars going to play up or down? Right, two second plays, man. Obviously, they should be playing up. Okay. You know, because um, they they started the season beating America. Um. Which they're not a good team, but for Jaguares it is. You know, it's a huge result. And then uh, they beat Toluca away, and they beat and they follow that up with a win over Tigres. And they beat America you know? too. So they yeah they got uh, they got some big ones for sure. Yeah, it's a, you know you know their last result was pretty bad. They lost to Puebla, yeah. so it's kind of weird. With, with you know, so who knows? They're playing at home, and. Uh, but you know, Chivas beats them. Uh, they'll be giving Cruz Azul a helping hand because then Cruz Azul hosts them. I mean, they they could be going to Cruz Azul with two defeats. So that's that's how they say pan comido right there. That's right. Sergio Bueno could be playing for his job. Oh boy! It'll be it'll be like the. With with what's happening now to U.S. coaches when they lose Mex- to Mexico, you lose to you, you, you lose to Mexico, you get fired. You lose to Cruz Azul, you get fired. It's a, it, 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 yeah. it, it, it's the poison pill. And uh, Chivas does have right now they're an eight match unbeaten streak, so they are they're doing pretty good. The only thing is sometimes we've seen some of these teams that they're on fire early on and then. By the Liguilla, they, they but, fizzle but they've out. Been pretty steady, though. I mean, it's not like they're like you know they've they've they're they're playing well. They could be playing better. They they're generating have, a ton of chances, but they just they don't have the guy to but, to put yeah, them away. Pulido has one goal in seven games. That's pretty disappointing. He doesn't look that bad because he scored in a he scores in the amistosos. You know, we're disappointed for for all of us because you you did say that if Pulido had won the uh, the goal. You know the high score for the season that you would you would cut your hair in the Pulido style. So I feel like we're all losing <laughs> with with Pulido not scoring. It doesn't grow like that anymore, John. I could try it though. Just put some gel in that stuff. Man. Yeah. That, that Moco de Moco. Yeah, there you go. No, uh, yeah, Chivas, Chivas is. I, I think that's that's what they need though. Uh, just for their scoring to be more. Uh, I don't know how you say it in English. Más contundente. Clinical. Yes. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, yeah, they Dan, need to be more clinical and, and then they'll be, they'll be a pretty dangerous team, but they're just lacking that. Um, 
Is uh, is, is Pulido the answer, Joel? No, I, I I think the answer is your boy. Is is your boy trophies, man? I think uh, I think the answer for a lot of the Chivas problems has always been in their cantera. They just I just think they weren't as you know as trusting of, of that group. So they've had, they've they've had on the ruby slippers this whole time. All they had to do was click their heels. It was right there in front of them. Yeah, the whole time. Be patient, but some of these guys, yeah. I agree with you, Well, um, I think Pulido's been a massive disappointment. I see the guy miss clear chances just nearly every game, like really good chances that you would expect a, a quality striker to, to to finish. He somehow misses. Yeah, one goal in seven games. Uh, that's not for, t- for twenty million bucks. <clears throat> twenty million, allegedly. You allegedly, you know. And I was I was looking at uh, they were they had a list of like uh, they compiled a list of the most expensive squads, and Chivas is in third place. It's close to forty, and and that's at the transfer market prices. So that's that's where the players not being uh, valued at what Chivas paid for them. So like Pulido is valued at like four or five million. So so Chivas squad is at a good sixty million, give or take. Yeah, well the Chivas have to over they have to overpay for everything. It's just they have to pay, you know, pay you know double what? premium. I, I don't I, it's true, but I think they if you know how to negotiate, uh I yeah, feel that they didn't seem to have that problem in the past. But, but, but. No, but I mean, they had people that, you know, before they've had like some of the people like Frankie and, and Nestor that could negotiate with the teams and, and do the right deals. Uh, they just have Higuera right now. And if it wasn't for Grupo Pachuca, man, I don't, I don't know where Chivas would be. Well, it's kind of like that relationship that Atlas had with Tigres a few years ago. Atlas was, uh, was Tigres' cantera. You know, all the players that came out of Atlas went straight, straight up to Tigres. You know, Torres Nilo and Uguayala, and there were there were a handful of others. So maybe that's what's happening right now. Pachuca is the is is, is the Chivas minor league team. It, 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 it's their new tapatio, Pachuca. Yeah, but you know what? They also have some Chivas players on their squad. They're going back and forth. Well, yeah. it, it only adds up to uh, what, what we've been talking about for the past year and a half is that ultimately it's going to be a, a, a Carlos Slim's team, Chivas. I, I don't know anymore, John. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> oh, Joel, are you, are you, are, are, is it, uh, are things, what has changed? I don't, I just, I haven't heard anything. It's, it's, you know, it went silent. I'm like the dude, uh, Trying to trying to listen in to uh, signals, radio waves from outer space. Yeah. So your your tinfoil hat <laughs> is there, not picking up anything, huh? I've been there twenty years. You haven't picked up anything. At one point, you're like, hey, there's nothing up there, huh? out there. I'm just I'm just calling it in. Wow. I'm uh, frankly, no. I'm, you know what? That possibility is there. Um, because I do think Chivas is at a point where they could go broke again, just the massive amount of money they, they've been spending and how much they've been losing on 
on sponsorship and other deals like that. So that there's that possibility, but I, you know, as a fan, I don't want to hope that the team goes broke. Like it, hoping for something bad so that something good could happen later. Hmm. So outside of the uh, the Clásico and, and Chivas, um, Dan, you're uh, you're your Santos uh, home to Necaxa. I think that your boys need a need a need a nice three point uh, three point game there, Dan. Yeah, we're definitely due for some three points. Uh, otherwise, we're going to get stuck in that hole, uh, just dragging on and just. Floating on, floating by, by, by catching points. Um, but yeah, we definitely need a win. And did you watch your uh, the the U twenties with your with your Santos boys? Or are are they playing well? They're they're dominating really. They're uh, out of the out of the starting eleven. Three of them are are, are canteranos from Santos. Um, uh, and then the fourth player, Kevin Lara, who's a midfielder. He's also being subbed in. So all four of them are. are are seeing lots of playing time. Um, all the goals are coming from the two forwards. So it's a, uh, and, but I think the, the, at least at, up, to, up to this point, the most uh, dynamic player that's, that's been really impressive has been, um, uh, was it Antuna? I believe his name is. Oh, number seven, the tuna. Um, the big yeah. Tuna. He's a, he's a, a, I guess a right winger, right yeah. midfielder. He's been, He's been he's been phenomenal actually. He's been he's been really impressive. He's he's showing glimpses of a Tecatito type of skill and just uh just just terrorizing the the defenses, really creating chances for just creating a ton of chances for. And, and he's a Santos guy too. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, I didn't get to watch too much of the game against Canada yesterday, but I did. But what I did watch, uh, it seemed like. If if they won on a counterattack, they were going to score because they they did it three or four times and they got. And the last one was the was that guy uh, number seven Antuna who he put a move on. He wasn't as fast as the defender, but he the move was so good that he had a such a great head start that uh, he was able to fight him off and then he made the pass for the for for an easy tap in goal. But yeah, it was really impressive. So that's that's good to hear. You know, definitely good to hear as a Santos fan. Maybe uh, you know these these guys will slowly get. You know, and then Chepo is a guy that has historically done that anyway, so he'll. And he's commented on it so far, as far as um, like, I think as I think he may have taken a good look at what what was in the, what was coming up, and said like, you know, maybe this is not a, a maybe this is a decent spot for me to 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 latch onto and help build it up because the, the there's a ton of talent coming through, a ton. Uh, I'm actually quite shocked because I mean. Those aren't those aren't that's the guys that are playing the U twenty aren't even aren't even included in the in the in the team that's uh, part of the first team that's playing for with the first team right now. Wow, that is pretty. I mean, because those guys have been have been very impressive. This is the first two games, and then they they play Honduras. I think on Thursday, we'll see how they. Uh, how yeah, they and uh, the rumors are that some scouts are there, so. Um, we shouldn't be too surprised if a couple of guys get plucked uh, from 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 the team uh, before the before the the, the U twenty starts. You well, know, some of these teams a, might be finding a trying to find a bargain. Let's hope that it's a team that makes sense. Uh, you know, and 
you know, somebody that's going to give the, give the kid what he needs as far as, uh, you know, the proper amount of playing time, et cetera. So just sign for the big money boy. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Just, um, but yeah, the, the future looks bright. Absolutely. Well, you know, Santos, again, another one of those teams that, uh, at least for the past 20 years have been nothing but consistent. Yeah, they might have had a couple of bad seasons, but they've, you know, are always in the playoff hunt. You know, another team that's done really well with acquisitions over the years and, you know, and who, and who they brought in and who they were able to get through the system. You know, the, the thing is, though, the interesting, though, is that they seem, they seem to be totally reinventing themselves and, and, and not just them, though, but like, you know, Pachuca, you know, Chivas has always been there, but it seems like, um, and, and, and also Pumas, it just seems like, uh, these teams are, are, are are really making an effort and, and it's really starting to show really starting to pay dividends. And that's, I, I think it's encouraging because I know we're usually speaking doom and gloom here on the, here on the, here on the podcast as far as the prospects. Now, for, Dan, for, our, our, our tone is normally positive. Traditionally, you know, we're on the happy side. It's not all doom and gloom on here. It's a, it's, it's a little half empty. We don't have any Atlas fans. You know, I know that we have a Cruz Azul fan on tonight, but it's not all. It got a little darker. Always that bad. A little darker today. Yeah, Jason, I, I am curious though, uh, and you may have covered this before, so I apologize if, if it's already been asked. But when did you when did you start following the team? Was it around uh, like where Marcarian that 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 type around that time? Uh, not till 2011. 2011 when I when I moved to Mexico City um, and started going to the games. That's when I really latched on. So. Um, anything, anything before that was pre my time. So there's a there's a lot that's that's uh, is still fairly recently. So. so, but so you did experience some of their almost success. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there because because they were yeah they were perennial contenders. Um, and like it was funny that the whole term Cruz Azuliar, I think originally meant almost getting there, but now it's turning into something different. I think, but. No, because that means they choked. They choked, yeah. No, I'm just saying that lately, though, like the, the term has been used somewhat differently, I guess. At well, least I've seen it used differently. People just find ways to use it wherever they can. You know, you, you know what? Because Cruz did. They, they've lost a lot of finals. And yeah. it was usually like it, 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 the team it is. had it and they messed up. But right. you, you, you know what? You know how you reach a final and the team – uh. They'll print championship T-shirts, so in case they win, they they put him on and it says campeones. Right. So, but then if you don't lose, they usually like send the shirts to like some third world country. Mm-hmm. There's probably some kid in the Congo that he grew up thinking Cruz Azul is a dynasty. Every other year, he gets <laughs> that's a- very true. That's very, that's, that's very true. <laughs> Every other year, he gets a. Camisa that says Cruz Azul Campeón, man. <laughs> it's very mean, Juan. It's very mean. I guess I guess you missed the uh, Chelito Delgado um, error. He he left in 2008. Yeah. Um, Matt was a great coach. He only coached them for a year, but he uh, always. I remember when he coached the the Peruvians in the Copa America, I man. He was terrific. I was I was hoping he would come back. Great, uh, great personality. 
who was there with him? It was Monica and someone else that had pretty good success also, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then Memo Vasquez, he, he coached them to their uh, their their near championship. And they've had some other ones, I guess, like other close ball. They've close calls in finals in both the league and in the Conca Champions. But they did, but you guys, but Cruz Azul did win a Conca Champions a few years ago. They gave, they gave Real Madrid, you know, at least they, at least they played with them. At least they didn't like play scared like America did. Well, they got third, they got third place, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Compared, no, compared to the majority of Liga MX, Cruz Azul is not as bad as they make, you know, they make him out to seem. There's, you know, Atlas, Atlas doesn't even play a final. No, yeah. it's a very different teams. I mean, yeah, Cruz Azul, and then I think there's just the expectation. There's an expectation of them be competing, you know, and, and being up there and, and being able to, you know, be in a position to fail miserably in those finals. So, um, so yeah, like I said earlier, it's just recently it's it's not quite there. But I mean, you, I mean, I think there's a reasonable expectation that they return, maybe not to. Um, any, any run of dominance or anything like that, but just being able to consider themselves a contender again. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. They're just having they're having a rough patch. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully they uh, find a way past uh, this mess. If anything, um, Jason, it, it gives you a whole lot more credibility as far as being a fan of them. <laughs> But you know the yeah, term. Uh, no, no, no. Fair weather fans. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's easy to latch on to some to, to a team when 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 all is well, you know. But <laughs> that's right. But I, I mean, I I was at both legs of that 2013 final. So if I, I I'm still alive to 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 uh, talk about that and um, um, still support the team. So I'm pretty much pretty much stuck with them uh, from here on out at, at this point. You know, the only good thing that came from that final is, is that people say that that was, the, you know, that Moises Munoz scored a goal, which sounds a whole lot better than that poor guy who, who uh, was Alejandro Castro. It was, it was, yeah. it was an own goal. I mean, it was an own goal. Yeah. But if people want to call that a Moises Munoz goal, I'm sure he's like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Alejandro Castro having no business trying to get us, uh, get, get, behind, get on that ball. He was going right to, to Corona. And, uh, yeah, Castro just, Oh man. Anyway, what else can we talk about? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. Now, 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 Pumas goes to Querétaro, Chiquis, but uh, they always. I was going to say, John, can, 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 like eventually, I'd like to talk some of the qualifying. If we get a little bit of a chance. what kind of qualifying? Touched on it with Santos. U twenties. Oh, the U twenties. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna dig into that some more? You're not gonna give me my chance to talk a little Pumas first. No, no, go for it. I just, I just want to make sure we don't forget that. It's, all right, all right. Go on. Go all right, on. So they're just playing. They're playing Querétaro, and, and it's, it is a massive trap game because that is, that is a stadium where Pumas just doesn't play well. So uh, I'm hoping that we don't uh, start going into panic mode if things don't work out for. Uh, for Pumas, if they don't win in Canada, but yes, let's talk. Let's talk your twenties, Dan. What uh, what's on your mind? No, just uh, commenting on that Mexico. I think they look pretty strong overall. 
a lot, at least a lot significantly stronger than their competition. Uh, the U.S. is, I think they're looking like they might squeak in. They got a big win today against Haiti. Um, Honduras looks pretty decent. It's just been, um, I don't know. I'm always interested in these uh, in, in these World Cups, and especially the U.S. and Mexico. You know, these are my team and their rivals, our rivals. So, obviously, interested in in, in what they're up to. And got to say, I've been still really unimpressed with the U.S. team. The goals that they got. I mean, Haiti basically imploded. The the goalkeeper just lost it. Really. Um, but uh, but they got three three uh, critical points to keep their hopes alive, and they're they're going to be I forget who they're playing, but they're they're pretty much assured another three points in their next game. So yeah, they're it, playing St. Kitts and Nevis. Now, how, now how, how does this? Uh, what's the structure? Is is it two groups of eight? I'm sorry, two groups of four, or is it's it three, three groups? Three groups, three groups of four, and I think the top four qualify. I don't know how that works. Top two, to be honest with you. Top two qualify. Top two of each group, and then out of those six, and then they go to. Uh, it's an. It's an. It's, so it's, there's still another round after this. Well, I mean, if it's six, it's and they got to they 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 do something wonky. So either they have to add two more teams, or or do like yeah, a, like, I'm, like, I'm not like totally two groups sure of three. There's, um, a, there's a repechaje. There's like a group E with the first place from group B against the second. The, it's like a, a secondary group stage or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, Mexico, I think, clearly looks looks better than the rest. And is, is, is it because decent. of your Santos boys? I mean, is, is, are, they, are they cut above the rest just on the team itself? No, I think the team in general just looks a lot, whole lot better. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna hear in grandstand uh, for Santos just. Uh, for selfish reasons, uh, but but no, no. I mean, they they are playing their part, but the team is a whole. The team you can you can general, tip your horn a little bit, Dan. It's, it's no, okay. no, no. You can give it a little uh, toot. You can give it a little I toot, mean, Dan. Just a the little. Stats, one. The stats speak for themselves, John. I don't I don't need to uh, inflate anything else. I mean, they're they're scoring all the goals. They're getting all the assists. I mean, it's they're 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 finishing the plays, but clearly it's it's a team effort and. And it's not like the team. Uh, it's not. Like I, sw- I swear, if I close my eyes, then I, I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm listening to a senator from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. But seriously, I mean, Mexico has been. Uh, maybe this is going too far, but I, I think Mexico, at least on the uh, on the on, on a youth level, it's it, you have to consider Mexico a world power. They're 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 one of the teams that I think uh, everyone's going to be a little bit weary of facing because they've won they've won consistently recently in recent history where you know that they're going to be putting out a good team. I, I think they're one of the they're now the, I think they they've played themselves into to the position of being considered perennial favorites now, along with those other big teams that, that, that but. And, you know, and it's just the youth level, but I think it's a good start for for Mexico, and I and I do think it's a somewhat of a positive sign. Now, because of the fact that they have, uh, you know, as you said, they've become, you know, somewhat of a 
of a, of a marked team at at this level. They've done well at World Cups, et cetera, at both the U17 and the U20. You know, then how how do you explain a, a rule like the ten eight rule? Is that, is that something that's actually going to help these youngsters, or is it going to hurt them? Because I, I I I kind of understand both both sides of the argument. I don't know if it'll help. I think it, it it's going to be a really stringent filter, I guess. Meaning, like if. I think these teams are only going to play them if one either they're invested in, 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 in like if it's part of their philosophy to go ahead and play some of their youth players, or it's just going to be the individual player demanding playing time. But uh, definitely, they're not going to be catching any. I think by and large, they're not going to be catching any breaks. So they're just going to have to just. I don't think it's going to be helpful in, the, um, in general though, now, because I think ultimately what it comes down to is these teams are going to be looking to fill their rosters with the best quality for the least price. And I think the least price means foreigners. I think the Mexican's always going to be more a more expensive purchase. So do you think that that would then give opportunities for Mexican players that may not get the opportunities in Mexico to come up and play and all those shiny new teams that MLS is going to have? You hope if these guys aren't going to be getting their playing time, I would hope anywhere though, really it's not just MLS. I I mean, if some of these French players aren't going to be getting playing time in Liga MX, I don't necessarily think they have to get to, to go to MLS. Although I do think it's going to be a good option, but I think South America is still a pretty decent option. I think the quality of play in some of those leagues is going to be better. So I would hope, that a lot of those players uh, find find themselves find their way over there more. I'm still not. I I'm not a big MLS fan, so I don't. I don't think that would, that'd be the the best destination for some of our up and coming talent. They're only going to find they're only going to find a spot, and uh, a club or league that gives young players a chance. And if the MX isn't going to do it, then, I mean, I don't see South America doing it so much. And then MLS, I was listening to the Her- Max and Herc podcast, and they're talking about uh, MLS making strides in attracting South American players. And well, they've about- already been attracting South American players. I, I What I think they're going to, I think right now their they're, they're target is to, is to go for that mid-tier player that, or, but even still, I, I think they're going to be losing out because I, I don't think they're going to be throwing the amount of money that that that, that uh, countries like China is throwing out at players. Um, and without the quality of play that that to offer to offset some of that some of that some of that lack of money that that's going to be invested in, I think that I think MLS has 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 serious issues going forward because I do think I, I honestly don't think them I don't think they're going to land as many players as they want I think they're going to lose a lot of the players that they're gonna be trying to get to other leagues well, maybe maybe Herc Gomez was just being a cheerleader because they, said, they they mentioned one player who actually left China to go to MLS I think he's a, an RG uh, and they're they're pretty hopeful they're, they're thinking that MLS is going to surpass League MX for all the great 
current one of the uh, top South American players. Well, I think that's something they have to say. I, I think um, proving that it, they have a really long way to go. Yeah, some of the players they don't have they don't have the cash to pay for for players like that. They can't compete uh, until they can compete financially. It's just it's just not going to happen. You know, Tigres can sign. 10, 12 guys, an MLS team can sign maybe two. I mean, I think MLS, what they need to do more than anything is, is continually investing in, the, in their, in their youth systems to start producing their own players. Right. When, go when, go, when go you, the you, FC Dallas model and, 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 and what Nate was telling us last week on what San Diego was thinking of doing. They seem to be doing some of that work. You know, when you, when you look at the U.S. team, it's current. It's current, like a uh, national team. It seems largely dependent, or at least leaning on a lot of dual nationals. Now, I don't have an issue with dual nationals, but it's not really indicative of, of growth in your in the sport from your country when other company when other countries are developing those players. Um, I think a true sign that that that, that you're taking uh, those steps forward to 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 becoming more prominent is. Developing those the core players, de- developing them in your own youth systems, not not depending on European clubs to 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 nurture them and to build them up. That's where I mean, it's great that they have those options for them, but I think those are more stop gaps. I don't think they're they're a way to to, to move forward. Like I know. One of our, he wasn't a dual national, but in some ways he, he was kind of considered was Neri Castillo. Everybody, you know, it was at a time where, where, where I think a lot of fans felt they, they, all they needed was a, was that striker, was that quality striker to, to just finish the play. And then, then, you know, World Cups, World Cup victories were, 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 were in our future, but he was the biggest tease in Mexico history. There's no question. He really was. He really was, and 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 he, and he did, and he did show moments, but ultimately, you know, like it, it, it was kind of sad on some level. The fact that it's like, all right, man, like Uruguay developed this player, and, and this other country's been <clears throat> playing his, he's been playing this entire time, but he happens to be Mexican, so let's just coax him into get into playing with us, and, and hopefully he'll he'll take us to glory. And it didn't it didn't pan out. Um, he was like that really pretty girl that you made out with. They had no business making out with. Oh. At one thirty in the morning, in a, you know, in late, late, late at night at a bar, and you spent the next five years trying to find her. Yeah, and then when you do, <laughs> when you do find her, she ended up with someone worse than you. Right. And she ended up not being as pretty as he thought she was. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Time, time, time wasn't uh, kind to her. But you think about it. I mean, would would Neri Castillo, in 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 his prime, find a spot in this current eleven? I don't think so. I do think so, man. He was that good in his prime. Absolutely, he yeah, would he have was... pushed. He would have pushed in the starting eleven. Oribe, yeah. Oribe out of it. I hey, can't see knows, him starting man. over Oribe, Chicharito, yeah, or Oribe. Old, he would have pushed him out, dude. You know, Chicharito it's funny. Went in, in the dry spell, huh? It's funny, Hoed, because that's exactly who Trophies reminds me of is uh Nettie. Is Nettie in the sense that he just he just has great grip but but I think he's actually gonna be better than Nettie. He just has great ball control and just a 
unbelievable vision. The kid's terrific. You should have very high hopes for him, Hoyle. Well, he's not a kid. This guy has he actually Dude, he's has 20, like He's twenty-two. <laughs> he has he's like got five grandchildren, five. John. He's collecting social security. No, he's <laughs> he's twenty-two. Hoyle, he's twenty-two. I'm I'm gonna tell Dan how how Nady ended up in Mexico. Uh, playing for uh, the national team. Well, if you ask Hector Huerta, it was because, you know, the national team paid him. No, no, but before that, something happened because he was capped at the under-15 level for Uruguay. And he, they were going to take him to, like, a, he he played, like, he played in, a, like, the Amistosos. They did, like, a tour. And then they were going to have, like, their... They were going to have the tournament, I think the under-17 tournament. So uh, what happened was that Paco Casal wanted him to sign for one of his clubs so that he could be, in order to be part of the national team. And he had gotten scouted by Manchester United. So he, he turned down the Casal offer, and Casal is like, I don't, I don't know now, but back then, Paco Casal pretty much owned, you know, he was a Televisa of, of the Uruguayan football. And so he goes to Man United for tryouts. I'm not sure what happened. He returns, and they had like a falling out. Uh, you know, Casal wasn't too happy with that. And that's how he, he ends up going to Olympiacos. But at that point, you know, he was getting older, and the dad knew that he was going to have the doors closed for uh, for Uruguay. You, you know, you have to get through Casal. So that's that's when the old man appeared in radio shows in Mexico saying, hey, my son was born in Mexico. He's, you know, he's available. That's a, not as exciting as it sounds, but... He had it all built yeah, up and it just... You know. There you go. You need, you need you to go. come up with a better ending for that one, Hoyle. No, it was good prospect because he, I think at the time, he was the youngest player to debut in Champions League. You know, if you see some of his highlight reels of his goals, he was just a really explosive player. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately for Nettie, he had some off-the-field issues that he just couldn't shake. And, you know, there's uh, – I'm, you know, who, who, can, who can fault him for that, seriously? I mean, it just it – just, you know, life, life was not kind to him. So there's La Trophies. Hey, one thing about La Trophies, though, on this goal, I think I think it's the one you're talking about, John, um, from today, uh-huh. where he uh, he takes it on the right, and 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 then he, you know, sort of pauses and then takes it quickly to the right and scores. That's that's a really uh, you know common technique in play, actually, and I, I don't really see so it. Like stick with the stuff that works. Yeah, I don't see it as like a you know a huge, messy type of play. I'm not saying I, who said it was a messy type of play. I'm just saying it was it was a good play. He he does stuff that other players don't do in Mexico. Well, I think a lot of players Mexican do. players. I think a lot of players do do that that same move. Uh, I'm not just talking. I'm not talking just about that one particular move. I'm just saying just just his style of play. He uh, yeah. He's no one plays the way he does. So that, that's something that should be nurtured because it's not. You're like gonna honestly say that you're not impressed with with, with La Trophies, Beto? Uh, I I am 
to an extent, but I'm not, you know, as as much. I'm not. As, but he's exciting to watch, but not impressed. Wow. Too old. Too old. I'm surprised. So because he's 22, I, I, I you think, he's, think that I think he's, he's a special talent. Cool. Pretty much. Too old, man. I'm like pedal bear right here. Too hey, old. That's too, that's too you old. Be like, you have to be like 18. The 22, man. The really good players, they're already, they're already carrying teams. How old was uh was Oribe when he started blowing it up? No, Oribe is different, dude. I'm saying like, yeah, Oribe to like maybe 24, 25. That's a good comment that Joel makes about too old because, Dan, you brought up the U20s and the 10-8 rule and all this talk about the youngsters. With the 10-8 rule, they're not going to get a chance to, like like Joel was saying, in other leagues in, in Argentina, these youngsters go to Europe. These youngsters play. Yeah, but yes, you have to understand that the, that the model is, 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 the business model is totally different than Argentina than it is here. Argentina, those the, yeah, those youngsters play because they are putting them on display to be to be sold to bigger markets. That that is that is the Argentine club's lifeblood. That is how they survive. Mexican clubs don't have to survive like that. Me- Mexico is an importer's league. Mexico brings in talent. They don't export it. It's a it's a completely different business model. And that's hurt, that's hurting the the national team. And uh, pretty much Mexico as a. Uh, the Mexican player, but th- they get praised for all these Europeans that go to Mexico. They get praised for the national team, but the Argentina model, like you're saying, is the way to do it. Because look at look at their. Da- That's exactly what Santos is doing. Because remember, Santos isn't owned by by Modelo anymore. So it's owned by a family. So maybe they could give those um, per Joel saying young players actually. First well, Pumas is doing it too now as well. Yeah, because I mean, Pumas has no it, choice. It has yeah. to be. A, it has to be a club effort. It's got to come. If 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 the league isn't gonna place certain mandates, like to like, I was always a big fan of the what was it the there was this rule they had the twenty the twenty the twenty eleven rule was that it? Yeah, um, they had the, the, the like that have a minimum number of of minutes from players that were under 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 twenty one. Yeah, like that, something like that. Like if they're if they're going to abandon things like that, then then ultimately it's going to just they're they're going to be dependent on on the particular philosophies of certain teams that are that are prioritizing their youth teams. Hey Dan, and right now it only seems like there's about four teams that are really investing in that. I think maybe um, Querétaro, maybe I think will probably start following suit. From from what little I've read, they they seem to be. Wanting to 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 go that route as well, I I I, I think I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the way the teams are going to go about it because the money's there and, and the talent's there. I think I think it's if, if they invest a little bit of time and 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 money and energy into it, I think most teams are going to start finding plenty of talent to just bring up on their own. I, I honestly do think though that, 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 that right now um, Mexican teams are, at least some of them are figuring out that, 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 that that's a viable option because uh, well, if, I think if the teams that are them, figuring that out are the ones that don't have the budgets to go out and spend on players. Yeah. And smart for them. You know, they're not trying to fool themselves. It's like, you know, we, we need a, we need a different, we need a different plan and, and 
and you can't really argue with the, with the results. I mean, the the yeah. Chivas, Pumas, Pachuca, Santos, clearly, clearly are are producing. Um, you know what, Chivas? Chivas, though, right now I think eight players or the majority are not from the cantera. So Chivas abandoned, uh, you know, their the whole cantera. They have said they're going back to it, but at the but moment, you, the majority can, are. But they, a lot of those guys, though, that, that that maybe not be getting love, though, aren't they being at least sold to other teams? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying the the main squad right now, it's not from the cantera. They sort of abandoned some other philosophy there for a while. But but Chivas is a team that doesn't necessarily, apparently, have to rely on the have to use that model. I mean, they're they're thinking that they can, that they have the cash. No, yeah, obviously, just... America has the cash. Atlas, uh, the two Monterrey teams in Cruz Azul. I mean, they, they are the they are the big fish when it comes to spending money in the league. You know, they're the ones that have. Yeah, Tigres has been. Have loose, but the, but it, it's been traditionally so. Well, not that's not so much just recently, but but the other ones absolutely. It's, it's just and you know that Caxa when they were with the Navis, they were the same way. They uh, if they have money to spend, they're going to spend it. I think the other clubs are starting to realize that they're they're not going to have that kind of money to spend. And they might, you know what? They might have the money now. Four televisoras on free to view TV. That means better contracts as opposed to yeah, two but, it, but, it, but it's not going to be that much better. I mean, you know, un, un, until they negotiate as a group, it, I mean, they're not going to get, you know, Santos isn't going to get, you know, they're not going to go from four to ten. They're going to go from like four to five. No, I don't. No, nah, man, because the more teams you have, you know, the more teams your station has, it's just the more ratings you're going to get. You know, you, like Grupo, um, uh, which is, man, what's the new station that just came out? Grupo Imagen. He said, yeah, Grupo Imagen already has four teams. And they just came out. Four, I mean, four teams, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so then if the fourth one comes out, they're all gonna, they're all gonna try to have as many teams as possible, you know, to, to, to have more, just more overall coverage of the league. So even the top teams are going to command way more money, but even the lower teams are going to start getting more money because now you have three three more televisoras or two more to negotiate with. So I, I do I do see um, you know I do see some of that spending spree still going on for a bit longer, and although I think it's badly spent. You know, a lot of cartucho quemado. We get a lot of players that aren't that high quality. They will get one good one and then like five bad ones. Well, a lot of that has to do with the promoters too, so. But uh, anyway, well, gentlemen, I think that we should probably wrap it up. It's been it's been a couple of hours, so. No, this show's supposed to last one hour. Yeah, well, an hour and a half is, is <laughs> what I try to go to. But you know, it was just uh, it was too much fun. We're having you know the conversation was just frankly too good. 
for us for us for us to stop. Hi, yeah. that is true. It was uh, very enjoyable. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Ya se fue. Baby, baby issues. Oh, I didn't even hear. He must have typed it. He's got a prediction now. He did, he, he, he did say one one. He should. Joel, we tried. Joel, we we, we tried to. Hey, cartelucho quemado. If that's his game right there. We 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 tried to 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 to, to point him to the light, but he was <laughs> he was in a dark place. Poor Jason. He. I know that feeling. I I'm, I've been there too, John. For when it comes to campeonatos for Chivas, man. Yeah. So is that, is that like is that like the fourth stage of of grief? Is that, is that, is that where he was at this point? No, we really do appreciate that Jason joining us on the show. Hopefully, we'll we'll have him on again. His uh, his 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 passion for Cruz Azul is definitely uh, palpable. We uh, and we do appreciate his insights. So uh, thank you, Jason, for joining us. He makes me want to root for them. How can you not see that? That's the exact, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I, when I was a kid, I hated Cruz Azul with a passion. I just, I could not, I, I, I could not hate them more when I was a kid because they used to win everything. They just, I'm dating myself, unfortunately, but they just, I mean, they were just, and they would beat Pumas in the final every time. It was just, God, it just, you know, it, it was so hard to break through. And, uh, I mean, they, so, and if it wasn't them, it was Tigres. It was just, yeah. But but now I'm, you know, I do, uh, you know, I've always liked the way uh, that they played, and I like the fact that they, you know, they were the first game on on the, you know, of the weekend usually, and it was a, you know, and it was good soccer. I mean, it was it was fun to watch, and that stadium was pretty cool when it, when it's sunny and packed. That's that's a pretty cool. Uh, that is a pretty cool uh, place to televise and, and watch a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it looks like a great experience too. We need to have a, a Cantina Emeki's road trip. We need to we need to pick a stadium and go see again, like like any any stadium, you know, and uh, and go see a game. Like and like do a game like a, like a show live. We we had one. Which one? Uh, just me and Juan. Oh, the uh, the Las Vegas game. Yes. Don't make me feel bad, Ho. You know I had to work. And we. Hey, yeah, I, you guys I, weren't I, there, I had, so. We partied with the other guys. I had fun. come on, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, you were, did you even party? You were in the restroom this, the entire time. Oh, that was during the game, dude. I'm saying before. <laughs> oh, that was part of why I was man. I can. We went. Uh, we got to the stadium, man. So, so and, you're saying that they're related? Qué pasó? Your your time you had to spend in the. Uh, while busy during the game and what you were doing the night before. Oh, yeah, too much food, man. I'll say just at the stadium, just getting all the food at the pregame and and then eating food at the at the press box. It just something doesn't sit right, huh? Yeah, they started <laughs> started breakdance fighting in there. Well, well, uh. Yeah, that's something we should plan. You know, like, like you know, plan it out to where uh, you know we'll have plenty of time to. I mean, I mean, it could be I mean, if we could go to Leon, we could go and you know, you know, just you know, just pick, just just pick some random game and go. I'm that's I'm okay with showing my face because I think that did come up today as far as uh, us showing our face. I I I I'm okay with showing my face. I'm, uh, oh, on the podcast? 
But yeah. it's a podcast. It's not a video podcast. It's a podcast. I know, but I think people are curious to see what, what our handsome faces look yeah, like. But that's no, why we have a Twitter feed. We don't want to break the internet if we show our faces. <laughs> I mean, seriously, ben, it would be... Ben just wants to show us his kitchen. You know? When, you know what? I get, we, I get we so look many at Rafa compliments Marquez on my kitchen. And, you, know, you know, when we look at Rafa Marquez, you know, and people look at us and go, man, Rafa would be the ugliest out of that group. It's, uh, <laughs> you know what? No, I always, not, I know. always get distracted by all the surroundings. Like when you're watching the video feed and then you start seeing what, what the people, you know, what's in you the know, room. And, 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 and you... I'm not going to lie. I drink heavily during this show and I don't want people to see that. So I'd rather have the camera off. <laughs> that is true, John. I'm getting pretty sloppy drunk at this point. My advice to you start drinking heavily. Uh, we saw me back when I think he was trolling. Was that was that what he was saying? Okay, I was I was like I know I read it somewhere. Yeah. Saying what? Hey, by the way, we should uh, congratulate uh, uh, Mexican Soccer Show for getting uh, an Andres Cantor cameo last night. That, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. You know, yeah, they had like, his kid on. They had his kid on Nico, who was doing the Facebook. Uh, you got to listen English. to the last twenty minutes, right? I did, and and uh, he was about to leave, and his dad. His dad comes into the room. Just to, just to pop in and say hello and let him know that dinner's ready. Well, I think he was listening. He was listening to the show. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. He was listening. Because Lisa said that, uh, you know, dinner. Is he going to come in or say dinner? And that's what he did. I think that's um, clearly a highlight. I mean, you get to. Yeah, that's great. I mean, he's the, he's the voice of soccer in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, you. So, and obviously, Nico had his first uh, broadcast on Facebook Live. I listened to about ten minutes of it, and it was, it was, it was entertaining. Um, you know, if there's uh, options for me to do that, I'll probably do it some more. And it looks like there's going to be. So, you know, I'd, I'd I'd love for them to call up Pumas game. I'll listen to it in English. Sure. I don't mean to hate, but they rustled me, John. I know. Well, they 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 said something incorrect. How so? And, and they brought, they were calling Chivas. They were calling the Rebaño Sagrado, the sacred herd. They were referring to it as flock of sheep. And it's like, you can't, you can't confuse a goat for a sheep, man. Two so they were calling animals. them the sacred the sacred flock or the sacred herd? Nah, flock of sheep, man. Oh, yeah. They were saying it was a flock of sheep. A flock right. of sheep, like the words flock of sheep came out of his mouth. Exactly, yes. Oh, oh. That's not totally inaccurate, though. What? The Chivas are not. Oh. I'm talking about the fans. I'm just talking about the fans. I mean, you guys are a special no, bunch, man. Like, I, I know I've said it before, but you're, you're the you're, you're the only rational one out, out of the bunch. Well, I am, right? well, well, once y'all be honest with me, now that Chivas is starting to win a little bit, are the uh, are the are the Tijuana jerseys coming off and the and the Chivas jerseys coming back on down in Southern California? Yeah. No, Chivas. Chivas fans, yeah, they, they pop up as soon as they start winning you. Yeah. You start seeing more and more jerseys. But but they've been I mean the last three, three, four seasons they've been they've been doing good. Just they just crash out at the league, yeah. But in the regular season they, they've been doing okay. they've been doing good. Here's a little something for you. So I joined Facebook uh I think it was in like two thousand eight or whatever it was. And America didn't win a title until was it 2013 I think when they won when they beat uh, 
I had no <laughs> idea how many Americanistas were in my Facebook because they, you know, they hadn't done anything. That it was, it was like a, it was like a yellow fever had taken over my 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 timeline. They were just they were coming out of the woodwork. All these Americanistas. Is, is that what's happening with uh, with, with Chivas in California? Yeah, Why are they coming yeah, out of the woodwork? Yeah, in LA you see it whenever they win. Yeah, you see all the jerseys. Well, LA is a Chivas town. I mean, the whole West Coast is is, is Chivas territory in uh, in Mexico and in the U.S. It seems like you guys have a lot of Chivas fans. Yeah, they're playing León. They're playing León. Uh, Samolero friendly. Oh, are you They've gonna been go? It. No, no, man. What? <laughs> but Hawaii, you get to have press box food. I mean, the, the allure of of, of 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 a delicious press box meal. Nah, it, I'm telling you, uh, I don't mean to be the negative, Captain Negativo. Um, these games don't excite me no more, John. I'm, I'm like Salcido, dude. He got to the point where he was degenerating. and he, he was bringing trannies to the party. <laughs> so, so you're saying, what yeah. exactly are you saying? <laughs> No, well, not that's uh, you know I'm I'm comparing. Not, it's not the same. Okay, but okay. We're not regular okay. regular games. Just you know, well, don't do it for me, man. I, I used to say I wouldn't miss any game, man. I used to go to Steca del Norte, and you know it's okay if you like accent if if your tastes have evolved. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. I, I'm very accepting. I'm 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 extremely liberal, and. Um, if if you feel you need to voice something, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I for the team, you. like, I was looking forward to Libertadores. That didn't happen. You know, it's disappointing. That is just what, absolutely you know, criminal. But, you know, the reality well, is, is that uh, if, if Mexico wants to play in the Libertadores, if they want to play in Copa America, then just get it over with. Has that not been sorted out, though, already? But it's just, not. Just, just either, either either don't play them at all or or join Conmebol and then make it official. See, they, yeah. they want the, they want the best of both worlds, and, and frankly, it's uh, what it, I think it, we're going to see is, a is uh, you know I know we touched on it last week with with some of the the the, the, the some of the new club competitions that they're that they're popping up like a like a new version of the Superliga, but I, I think ultimately what we're going to see is those types of tournaments, including South American teams. No, well, you, you know what? You know what? Um, Dan, uh, they're going to renegotiate the TV contract for Libertadores 2018. So who knows, man? They could, we could see the return of Mexi clubs. Yeah, well, you, you do know, Joel, that, uh, that South Americans got a taste of the, uh, what they can make here. With the last Copa America, so. Oh yeah, they they want they want. That's what more. I'm saying. Like, I think they want American money, and I, and I think they know that that the only way to get to that American money is through Mexico, and somehow incorporating MLS. I I just I, I think there's going to be some kind of. Well, let me put it this way: Do you think MLS could sell out? Uh. Chicago, like the Chicago Fire was playing, you know, in the Conca Champions, say they were playing Monarca, so they were playing uh, Saprissa. 
No. And, and then in a tournament, all of a sudden, they're playing River Plate. You think that would sell out? I think or, the River Plate would sell out. Yeah. I think that that, that 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 is a tournament that I think that will absolutely happen. In fact, I, have, I know that they've already floated the idea of calling it a – I mean, getting rid of, of, of just combining the two. But frankly, I think it would be terrific. But, I mean, that is a long flight. That is something you have to – it would be like the Rugby World Cup. I mean, it should, it should take the entire year to, to play that. <laughs> no, I'm with you as far as, like, the logistics go. They, if if we want to make it into a a, a legit competition – yeah, you're gonna have to plan it out really well, but I do think that's I think that's what we're looking at. I think you're right. Sooner or later, I think you're you're absolutely right. I, I think it will happen, and uh, I think it's gonna be great. You know, and it'll it'll still give you know it'll give you know it'll still give the saparistas and the the motaguas and those you know they'll you know they'll they'll certainly still be a part of it. It'll just be it'll it'll be what it what it should be. You know, a true continental tournament. And right now, I think uh, I personally think the generally speaking, the the level of play in South America has dropped significantly. Uh, I think it, I think it makes for a very competitive tournament. Uh, I th- I think at a club level, I think that it would be uh, a lot more on par. I mean, I, I think that. I mean, let me put this. I don't think in, in the semifinals, it wouldn't shock me if, if if three out of the four teams left would be South American. At all? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think at least early on, I think you'll see similar to what we see in World Cups, where we see teams like, say, Honduras play uh, like incredible football, but then somehow just choke when, when they're in the World Cup because just the the pressure of, of the moment is just a little bit too great. I think there may be some of that. Um, early on with a lot of the, maybe with some of the teams that aren't used to playing the South American teams, but, right. but I think, uh, teams like Saprisa and even Arabe Unido, they, I think they, 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 they have uh, enough quality to compete for sure. Oh, there's and no I, question. And, and I think they could, they could pull out results. They may not uh, go like eliminate all uh, like and, and, and win anything, but, but I, I definitely think they're, they're plenty good enough where I think they, they, they will be able to compete. You know, uh, I, refereeing has a lot to do with it too because it'll it'll dictate how some of the play goes because I do think that, that some of the refereeing that goes on in, in, in CONCACAF is... Joel, if you're watching TV, put it on UDN right now. And where? On UDN. Oh. What's going on? Well, I just... He, he can see his Chivas highlights. Oh. Uh, Okay, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, if if they set it up properly and, and give the chance, give the give the teams chances to play, I do think um, outside of Mexico, I think there's there's other other teams that that could yeah and, pull up, and, pull off some some, some results and some sure. of the MLS teams could as well. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Arabe Unido plays FC Dallas uh, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday. That's I'm I'm rooting for FC Dallas, man. I mean, I I like uh, I like Coach Pareja. That's uh, you know that it's uh, the, their mo is uh, they have a homegrown philosophy, and it's really kind of worked out for them at least in, at least so far. 
So I have I have a lot of hopes for FC Dallas. I think, I think do, that they should be the think, model. Do you think of, other MLS teams can can do this? Wait, I'm sorry. Do you think all MLS teams can can do the same route, or do you think it's more dependent on the type of uh, demographics that that, that 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 make up the city? So some a place like Dallas could is gonna just gonna have a, a naturally a lot more a lot a lot bigger talent pool to choose from to to build up their team, considering the, the demographics. Or do you think that maybe even without that strong Hispanic contingency that the, that most MLS teams could still build up teams without that? Well, I mean, it's, it's obviously something that uh, when Nate was talking about San Diego last week, that it was certainly part of their strategy. Uh, I, you know, I, you know I, there's a lot of soccer hotbeds in the, uh, in, in, in the country, uh, but one thing that I think that is something that we should, uh, you know, probably point out is the fact that is that the Dallas did, did 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 go into an area that that frankly has been untapped in this country, and they were able to get a lot of quality players from that. And I, you know, I'm surprised that, uh, that 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 teams don't take advantage of that more so than what than what Dallas has done, because I think that every every metropolitan area that's in MLS has has hotbeds where they can where they can cultivate talent. There's no that that's uh now some obviously might be bigger than others, but they but they all definitely have there's a lot of soccer being played in in, in this country and uh at, at all levels. And that's something that uh, I think Dallas has, has has found and taken advantage of. Dallas has Is, a good, uh, are are we gonna have any uh Cantina MX coverage of the of that match. Man, I would uh, I would love to go, but uh, I have a I'm producing a game tomorrow, so my uh, uh, Fritz goes a long way from here. But I think I think Fernando might be going. He said he has a day off, so maybe we might have Fernando there. Cheekies, I thought I thought you were talking about going. I'm, I'm tempted, but it is sort of far. Um, for for sure, if they pass. I don't even need them. I'll go to the next one because I think they play Pachuca. Yeah, Pachuca or Saparisa. Yeah, that one I was for sure go. How did uh, today? Do you guys know how today's game ended? Uh, it was a zero-zero tie, I believe. That's what was on the uh, on the yeah, chat. They had chances, but they didn't, they couldn't put them in. Chuki couldn't put them in. Yeah, Pachuca looked good, man. Oh. From what I saw. They had they had some chances. It wasn't just tricky to me. But uh, but apparently, um, according to Beto, he's just a a one hundred percent petrol frío, so wasn't able to win the I, game. Uh, uh, was am, I, the, am I correct? Yeah, Joel was the one that started that, but then now I'm becoming. A <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? The petrol frío, Chucky. Oh yeah, he is. He is. That's what he's missing. I do Chucky's. think. Man, dude, I wish I was wrong. Like, I wish I didn't believe you in that, but I, I think I think you got a point, man. There's... It was it was similar to to you guys were talking about Chelito Delgado. Chelito will kill it during the regular season. It would be unstoppable, and then once the Liguilla started, he would just he would just shut off. Se apagaba. He was. I've always found that fascinating. Just how the moment could just totally 
change the way a, a player plays. I mean, it, depending it, on the situation, it's, look at the way that Gignac reacts reacts in the Ligue. Man, he goes nuts. Man, he, he loves it. Yeah, we. You know what? That that we should we should we didn't even talk about that. Gignac? That whole that whole mess that happened in in Veracruz. We talked about like, it. A bit. Hey, Chickies, why don't we uh, end the podcast and then we can uh, continue some of these conversations? Yeah. You've been holding the listeners hostage. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> For too long, is it?